All right. Well, welcome everybody. This is Gray Beard and Ash Red from the Twisted Pair Relief and Grain Society, and we've got the one and only Storm, who is the founder of Cigars for Warriors. And Storm, <laughs> thank you for joining us, brother. Well, I appreciate being on here, guys. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts of all times. I've always enjoyed listening to y'all. So it's an okay. honor to be a part of your show. Oh, well, well, thank you so much. We are extremely honored. I know from my speaking, I'll let Greybeard go on because I kind of interrupted him, so I apologize. No, you're good. <laughs> I was just going to say it's, it's an honor for us. And uh, we, you know, we're all, we're the Twisted Pair, so we're all about pairing. So let's just kick it off with, uh, with what we're pairing tonight. And I am smoking the, find the right camera angle here with the blurred background. I'm smoking the Harem and Solomon, the blend that they did for you guys. And pairing that with uh, Antique 107. Roller Antique. Very nice. And great minds think alike because um, <laughs> I wanted to do the same uh, in honor and show respect for everything that you are doing. Um, so I am smoking the same. And um, and we'll talk a little bit about this cigar and kind of tell you um, as we get into the show, I'll probably have you more speak about it, but um, it's a great cigar, but um, it's special. And I wanted to do, we wanted to do it for the show. And, you know, I'm an Air Force prep. <laughs> and so my daddy always drinks beer. He, he's a beer guy. And so um, I am drinking a stout um in uh to pay respect and honor my dad very cool well everybody listening you're not going to believe it but we did not uh get together and pick our cigars (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah i mean it's become one of my favorite cigars especially uh when we when uh eddie came to us asking what kind of cigar he wanted for the first generation and uh, I do a lot of events, a lot of festivals where sometimes that cigar is just a prop and you don't really get a chance to enjoy it or smoke it. So you don't really want a real complicated cigar. You want a cigar that's, that's tasteful, that you can talk around with your buddies. And to me, this, he, he, he hit it right perfect. It's not the one you want to sit there and try to create some long ass uh, uh, review of. It's one that you're going to enjoy with the buddies, your friends. And it's just good all the way through. It's it's just smooth. Um, I've been very proud of it. Uh, in fact, the older they've been get, the older they've gotten, they actually gotten a lot better. Um, and so right now, uh, for the ones that do not know, they're part of they were the original company to get on our synergy program. And the synergy program is basically this: it it you know it's an idea to give an example to a company. How can you support us? thinking nobody in the planet would ever go for it. It was just an idea of a program. And the idea was, hey, we want you to make one of your showcase cigars, products, because uh, it could be anything besides cigars too, but it needs to be a showcase, not a you know regular store st- cigar. And we want you to sell it to only our donation centers, the ones that are signed up as CFW official donation centers. Mm-hmm. And 100% of your profits go to us, which means you got to show us the books as well. And thinking nobody in the right minds would ever agree to that. Uh, it was just a way to start off a conversation. Well, Eddie and uh, when George was part of the company, both of them 
jumped on immediately. They said, that's exactly what I want to do. Uh, so thinking, okay, that's a one-off. Never going to happen again. Well, 30 minutes later, I'm talking to uh, Caldwell, Robert, and uh, he's asking, I really want to get into charity. Me and my wife are all about charity. You know, I've been wanting to do something with you guys forever, Storm. So what can we do? I said, well, this is what Ironman Solomon did. This is what we figure out. He goes, perfect. I said, well, what do you want to do? And then by the end of that trade show, we had six companies, and we really only wanted six cigar companies because you've seen other programs over time that started, like TAA, which is a great, great organization, but I think it's been way overpopulated in cigars. So if you're a collector and there's nothing wrong about being a collector, a chaser of cigars, you just can't keep up with it. So a lot of people just kind of stop doing it. And so think about six companies, six cigars, you get one every two months. You can afford to buy that box or two boxes, one to store, one to smoke. And, uh, and I think it's, I really think it's a good idea. It keeps us from being over greedy and uh, it allows our supporters to support us correctly and allows the companies that are supporting us to get really good marketing, even though that's not why they're doing it. We try to give back to everybody who supports us. Love it. That is that is very awesome. And I mean, it is an enjoyable cigar to um, smoke. So, because um, I've had it to, to where I was like, huh, I wonder what this, I bought it because I know like 100% of proceeds goes to um, Cigar for Warriors. So that was the main reason I bought it. And, um, and it was very enjoyable. So if you haven't had one, I'm going to encourage you to go out and um, purchase this because it's 100% of the proceeds go to Cigar for Warriors. So. And, and just for clarification for anybody listening, it is 100% of the manufacturers. So our donation right. center, it, this is another way of giving right. back to our donation centers that have supported this because you want to think about the pandemic, our finances got crushed, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But the stores really kept us in cigars. And Drew Estate gave us a couple of really big donations that kept us solvent. Because you can imagine uh, during the pandemic, our troops were suffering even more than normal while they were, the, mm -hmm. while they were deployed. And so we had a ton of requests. And uh, so it's been a real blessing. And it really was a way also to give back to the donation centers. It was a way to do something where a manufacturer in our stores could communicate very easily where a, a company is say a cigar shop has never had a history with, you know, hireman Solomon say, um, but instead of having to buy 40 faces or, you know, $50,000 worth of products where you get this limited release, all you got to do is buy a minimum of two boxes. So we kept it very careful, simple, no contracts, Anyway, this starts out a nice conversation between the manufacturer and, the, and our retailers. And again, it's a way to give back to everybody, keep everybody a nice conversation. Uh, any cigar shop, if they don't like the cigar for whatever reason, can easily absorb, you know, 40 sticks. So uh, been very proud of it. It's, they're on the second generation right now. They're selling fast. So if you go to your shop and it's a cigars warrior shop and they don't have them, go to your manager or owner and say, Hey, we want for a box, please quickly. Um, and and anyway. I'd like to add to that. If the shop isn't a cigars for warrior shop, tell them that you want to order a box and then tell them you also want to donate cigars for cigars for warriors, because that's, that's your, that's your guys's livelihood. 
right? I mean, this this is, I mean, the name of it, Cigars for Warriors. And so t- tell us a little bit about, we're, we're going to kind of go backwards here. We're going to go into Cigars for Warriors, and then we'll get to who Storm is and how, how you kind of, the, <laughs> but you know, hey, we're already talking about it. So t- t- tell us about, about what it is that you guys do. Uh, so the mission, and you know, someone actually, one of our uh, volunteers actually pointed this out, that about half the interviews I do, I always bring up the mission at the end of the show. So uh, <laughs> it's probably why is that people have never heard about us. Uh, the mission is very simple. Uh, we give the number one requested item, which we know are premium cigars by our troops, men and women. And we know this because we did a three-year survey, uh, a little over 6,800 responses. Uh, we had 10 different products on there with the option of an other so they could write in. And by far, cigars were the largest amount. Now, for transparency sakes, about 20, 30% of the locations we were putting on social media were cigar groups. The other 70% were focused on military and just random kind of communities that allowed us to do it. Uh, our original, tra- uh, original uh, treasurer, Ben Edmondson, he's the one that actually did it. And he did a great job. Um, and like I said, and it's funny, every year we, he, we created stats for it. And there was a couple of years where coffee was number two or video games was number two or lo- and it depended on locations too. So <laughs> it was pretty interesting because one, I, you know, I, I never drink coffee in my whole 18 years in the military. Wow. And I never put, <laughs> definitely, definitely never got to play video games while I deployed. So uh, <laughs> going to say. So cigars was a you know good thing, and so the mission is that, and it's it started out truthfully uh, for all of us. I'm not just a founder; I'm a co-founder of seven of us, and uh, it started out really just say thank you, very very simple, cheap way of saying thank you to our deployed troops. Um, and you know, think about it: you're in the middle of Somalia, you're in Africa, you're in Bosnia, you're in uh, one of the Middle Eastern countries. It's not exactly you go to the Circle K store and buy a, you know, a cigar or snuff or a cigarette or something. So this is our way of giving back. Um, it's the healthiest way of giving back if you want to think of other outliers of stuff you could be doing for uh, stress management sakes. And uh, when you think about deployments, you're either so busy you wish you were bored or you're so bored you wish you were busy. There's no middle ground. There's no easy. It's just one or the other. and uh, so scars we found is a very good stress management, but you know the mission really started developing even more, and kind of like I said, going backwards a little bit. Treasure, me and Ben were talking one day before the, this whole thing started up, and what it meant to us. He was a old submariner from Korea War, and I'm a you know OAF OIF combat guy, and uh, on land. And the similarities of what a cigar meant to me and our men was almost perfectly identical. And that was kind of shocking, but it really neat. It really translated to something to us. And what it translated is like a stress management. Um, you know, I, I guess one of the good stories is during Iraq, the first when we deployed and invaded the country, we had been sitting there in Kuwait for almost a month listening to all these horror stories. And uh, you can imagine the anticipation of the worst of the worst things happening mm-hmm. was a huge stressor. Kind of like you know you're going to get a shot, and you know it's going to suck, and it ends up the anticipation of it sucked a lot worse than the shot it did. 
So this was happening a lot. And there was a lot of suicides that first four or five months. And since our team was one of the teams that were out of the wire every day, I was trying to think, what did I do to keep my guys, you know, talking without asking them, you know, how are you feeling? That's a last thing you're going to ask a soldier because mm-hmm. he or she's not going to tell you. Um, so what I did is I would take my rank off and my blouse and, and had a no salute, no rank area during the two hours of smoked cigar, meaning that they could come in and they could say anything they wanted to. Typically, they called me a lot of four letter words, but you know, <laughs> get it off their chest. And I found that my guys' morale was, you know, stayed up, you know, pretty good, you know, considering the things we went through. And Ben was telling me the same thing was happening on his submarine. They'd come up the surface and they all sit there, do a rotation, smoke a cigar on the top of the submarine. And it was just fascinating how it was so similar. Again, I was thinking, okay, we had original ideas, but there was nothing original because it was going on before me. It was probably going on before Ben. It's going on now. But the one thing that's grown is there was no such thing as cigar groups uh, within the military. No clubs. Uh, after we started in 2012, we started noticing a lot of these clubs, like the Taliban Cigar Club, and they all had chapters, 30, 40 chapters, 10 chapters, whatever it is. And every club had their own mission. Like, we only support, have Army guys, but we only have NATO you know, allies. We only have all the branches or only NCOs or officers. So they had their different cliques. But the fun thing about it is they were growing everywhere. And again, there's a lot of the charity a lot of the credit for that because we did give a lot of advice over the years and we supported a lot of the club leadership getting them cigars where normally and i would say 98 percent of the time it's it's you put a request in we turn around and send it to a our our military liaison who is able to vet every person's request meaning that we know that every apo is not always a uh, someone in the military or someone in the U.S. military could be an ally, could be a contractor making a quarter million a year. And so we wanted to make sure that if Ash is donating a cigar to go to our deployed troops, they went to our deployed troops. Now, what that soldier did with it is his or hers to do whatever they wanted. They wanted to pass on to their interpreter, to their contractor, to you know an ally. That's that's their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just fascinating how it, it just grew to that. And a lot of, I think, was just timing with the social media starting out really big those days with uh, cigarette and snuff cessation, meaning the military is pushing our troops to quit <laughs> snuff yeah. and cigarettes. And there's so many traditions around cigars that they really never touched that. Um, so it's been very fun. Uh, there's been a lot of great stories come back, feedback from our uh recipients that you know you know some of them are so outstanding that it would quite frankly embarrass me to even repeat because they just sound too fantastic to be believable you know you, you see these commercials some days like donate because everybody's dying in somalia we all need you know 50 dollars a month well we never really wanted to be that organization uh but there's been pretty neat stories uh that over the years and you'll see a lot of great photos on our group on Facebook, a lot of great posts by the troops. Um, that's the mission is we want to get to take care of them. But we do more than just cigars, a lot of people don't realize. But the only thing we promise are cigars. Uh, so we do a lot of coffee. 
We do some video games. Uh, there's been a Cigar Press magazine every eight box since day one. Uh, cigar Snob sometimes, Cigar uh, Fish and Auto once in a while. Tobacco Business has been there a lot lately. Cigar Journals. We give them some good magazines. Uh, Zycar in the past was giving us all the refurbished cutters, lighters, and then just the regular person donating a cutter, lighter, hat. And if someone says, I want this to go to our troops, it goes to the troops. But if it's a $100 lighter that's being donated and they said, take care of charity, you'll see us re-raffle it off and that's going to be a bigger bang for the buck. But, you know, if Ash wants that lighter to go to some individual in the military, then it randomly sent off to some lucky soldier, some lucky neighbor, <laughs> uh, airman and seaman. Um, we do take care of all six branches. Uh, we, we've actually sent out three packages now to uh, Space Force. These were guys oh, cool. that were, were in the Air Force and they got transferred to Space Force that had deployment orders already in hand and went to Africa. So wow. uh, it, is fun, it is fun saying we took care of Space Force because people's <laughs> mindset is automatically thinking space. Yeah. Uh, we, hadn't, <laughs> we hadn't figured that one out yet. <laughs> I, but I that's, you know, that's where my mind immediately went was, uh, and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking Spaceballs, the movie, with, with the helmet <laughs> coming in and goes, Where's my cigar? (laughs) (laughs) So that was, you know, that's the gist of it all. I mean, like I say, it was, there were seven of us that started it. Uh, We had no clue what we were doing, none whatsoever. Uh, I had the only background within uh, nonprofits. Um, I had uh, helped start the Texas Ethics Council. Um, That was just a ton of legal stuff. So this was, a lot simpler, but at the same time, a lot more complicated. We didn't have the state of Texas supporting us. We had, just, we had to figure out where to get all that stuff. We, we had to figure out what our overall mission was, how many cigars we actually were able to do. And so the first official meeting after we got a nonprofit status, we had both the positions. And I had told them I didn't want to run anything. I wanted to go hard <laughs> and fast. I want to do it by the book. So I got two out of the three of my wishes. Um, but I also understand why I got voted on as uh, CEOs because I was the only one retired at the time. And I was on medical for the military, you know, getting very close to retirement. Uh, it was because I was some genius or, uh, you know, really smart about how to do business. It just, you know, I was the only one retired. Um, so the first board meeting, I, I always tell this story almost every uh interview I do because I think it's always funny is that uh, I said we need a slightly impossible goal for the first year. I mean, that's how any organization should do something. If your goal is to have a thousand followers, well, how how long is it going to take to get those thousand followers? And then it should be slightly impossible because it pushes you. And we're all all on Google Hangouts. I don't know if y'all remember Google Hangouts. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're all you know, looking at you and I, no one's saying anything. So I just threw out a number. I said, 800 cigars for the first year. We'll ship out to the troops. And I got cussed out. I got called names. I was like, how the hell, you know, where are we going to get the money? Where are we going to get the cigars? Where are we going to get the people who want the cigars? Uh, how are we going to, you know, vet them, et cetera. And so I was like, I don't know. That's why it's called impossible goal. Well, believe it or not, the first month, January, 2012, we shipped out 860. So we broke our one-year goal in the first month, and we had a little over 92,000 cigars shipped out the first year. So wow, 
not saying we know what we're doing still, but we have a lot, we have a lot of talent on board now. Um, very proud of our volunteers. They're, they are what makes the organization runs. The event coordinators are the heart and soul of the charity. And then we have some really brilliant individuals who donate their skill sets to the charity to make things work. So right, right. been very, very honored and privileged. And then people like you guys who support us really keep the, the push within the inter- the, org- the cigar world to keep donating because there's only so many times I can go up to you and say, Hey brother, I need another five bucks and a cigar. At some point you're going to say, I-, I don't have it. Um, and so it's, you know, guys like you that really help out and we start getting we start getting outliers. People are not really embedded to the social media of cigars, but love podcasts, love your podcast. And uh, we're seeing a lot more of these individuals showing up and, you know, requesting a volunteer or just how can I donate? Uh, so uh, very blessed to be part of this podcast. We, as long as we're around, <laughs> as long as Leaf and Grain Society is around, which I, I plan it to be around <laughs> for a very long time, we will always support cigars for warriors. And, and in fact, I, I had come up with an idea and I talked with Red about this and I talked with, with other, you know, the, the partners within Leaf and Grain Society of an event I want to do, we want to do for cigars for warriors at some point in time and tie in what we do because, you know, we're all about pairings. Yeah. And what this is, what, what the thought is, is, an event at a shop like you know possibly the underground have cigars for warriors there you promoting you know it's it's about you guys and and for every donation say five cigars donation or one cigar donation whatever that is donated you guys give them a ticket and then they come and bring a ticket that ticket to us and we give them a cigar and a pairing. So, so it's like, we'll have, you know, maybe a, a setup of five different types of pairings, you know, with, with wines and, and scotch and bourbons and what have you. But these are pairings that, that Leaf and Grain Society has put together, but the only way that they can get that specific pairing that we're doing is that they have to do a donation. I like it. I think you could get a lot of those companies to donate products if you're going to promote them i think a lot of cigar companies would easily donate 100 cigars or so for the the pairing itself um and you could even do like uh, the smoking shields when they meet they have to buy two cigars when they go to a shop one mm-hmm. to smoke and one to go in the box so you can mm-hmm. actually say hey okay here guys we want you to be part of this if we want you to donate one cigar to the, to the charity or more and you throw in one cigar in the kitty so that way you have now you have an assortment of other cigars that everybody could try out. Uh, just one of those ideas. Oh, I love it. And that, that's what it's all about. It's all about coming up with creative ways to, to one is to make it fun and to understand and, you know, having, having like you on the show is to understand the story of it. Because one of the things that really hit me when we were at the, um, the Texas Cigar Roadshow Charity, for cigars for warriors that i think it was in october november last year yeah october and mm-hmm. one it was absolutely incredible seeing that big 
World War II bomber. I don't even know what, you know, letters of, you know, I want to say B-52. I'm not sure it was, but, you know. I think it was a B-52. Yeah. That beautiful beast of a machine come just mm-hmm. in and seeing everybody, like 200 people just all lined up along the sides. And we've all got our cameras up and we're just videotaping it and seeing it, you know, it all come up. But when you came in and you did your, you know, you did your your talk about, you know, kind of your metrics, you know, because you're very transparent about about what you guys have done. And I think at that point in time, you said that you up up to that point in time that you guys have donated one point two million cigars to the to the troops, to the warriors. That sounds about right. Cause we're, we're, we broke one point three, um, I believe, the first of July this year. I think that's wow. So we're over 1.3. Um, wow, that is just not, that. Yeah, it blows me away. And I'm, you know, I've been involved <laughs> in every cigar of a night. It shocks me to this day. I mean, I can't even count past 100. So when you're talking about numbers like 1.3 million, that's just boggles my mind. And then just oh, all the all the coffee and all the cutters, lighters, uh, you know, other types of swag that we've donated over the years. The unique cigars, everything from a Toscano, which you don't have to humidify, to a Avanti that has that crazy flavors, uh, to you know acids, to Liga Bravadas, to Fuente, to Perdomos. I mean, it's just been a phenomenal journey. I guess is the best way I can put it because it's you know it's all volunteer life, but it's been a great journey and for me. Outside of the blessing of seeing our troops get taken care of, it's just meeting people like you guys. It's uh, meeting people who just really don't give a damn what anybody thinks. They want to take care of the troops. And we're going to do it by God, however, whatever it takes. And those are the kind of people I really enjoy getting to know. Um, so for me, a lot of people ask me all the time, well, what gets you motivated? Well, truthfully, I burn out all the time. Uh, but two things motivates me is meeting and seeing friends and meeting new folks and meeting recipients. You know, there's nothing like a recipient walking up, giving you a hug and telling you thank you and telling you some crazy off the wall story that you would have never imagined a million years. Uh, you know, we, we that re-motivates me. And typically, if anybody's eavesdropping on conversation, we typically get new, you know, two or three new volunteers. They're just so blown away by some of the stories. So, uh, again, you know, like I said, meeting you guys was always a privilege. Uh, y'all have a great organization. You got, you know, the other club is great club and uh, I just really enjoyed meeting y'all guys oh thank you we enjoyed meeting you too yeah that that was I think on that one was uh just to have the the b52 come up you know and just come up and the hangar was open um and then for you to explain cigar warriors I mean I knew what it was but I didn't know exactly what it all entails because we are like oh you know, this is for, you know, these are going for our servicemen and women. And, you know, and sometimes even though I'm military brat, um, I didn't grow up when my dad was actually flying. Um, He was flying during the Cold War. So I wasn't around (laughs) at that time. But a lot of stuff he couldn't tell me about because he was flying reconnaissance. So a lot of it was hush hush you couldn't say anything but I mean I kind of like I knew that he never knew when he was going to take off 
I knew that he didn't know when he was coming home. My brothers and sisters are older, so they kind of filled me in with that. And, you know, so I have a little bit more of thought about that is kind of like, you know, and I don't think the common people really think about when our brothers and sisters are over there fighting that they just can't run and go get a cigar or a cutter or, and this is something that reminds them of home. It gives them a little bit of, you know, a little bit of home, but it also, like you were saying, is that stress relief? Because we, I know I smoke it. I look forward to Wednesdays because already Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday has been, you know, pretty stressful, but it's not the same stress that they're going under and that they're able to do that. And I love the fact that you took off, you know, you had that hour just as a human being that they could just talk to. They didn't have to do the title or any of that, that they could just like open up and free talk because it is important that they have that because they really don't have that outlet and y'all are providing them with that outlet. And when I really understood that, that was just like, oh my gosh, I really love this organization. It's really powerful because we all know, I mean, we all know someone who's in the military or who has served in the military. I, I remember growing <laughs> up, my, my uncle fought in a Vietnam War. And I was probably about, probably about six or seven years old. And he'd came, come home from Vietnam. And the, the story that I remember so clearly was I was just astonished by how much he ate when he got home. And mom had cooked pancakes. You know, mom is Southern girl. She cooked pancakes and, you know, what we call, you know, sausage biscuits and gravy, you know, shit on a shingle. You know, she, she, she made bacon and eggs and that, and he had a stack, you know, seven pancakes, you know, 20 pieces of bacon, sausage. And I was like, Uncle Walt, why are you eating so much? And he goes, because we didn't get this in Vietnam. And it just, you know, to, to reiterate what, what Red says, you know, to, to hear that from family and then to see what you guys are doing, you know, and, and I never was able to serve myself, uh, what I was never able to get in, you know, due to health reasons. So, but it's always been a big part of, of my soul of who I am and just the, mm-hmm. the appreciation and admiration for everybody who, who puts their life on the line for us to be able to live in this country that we live in. And, and so mm-hmm. your organization and everything that Cigars for Warriors does for our men and women out there to bring home to them is just it's wonderful. And as long as I breathe, I'm going to support it. Well, I appreciate it. Another key phrase I like, it's kind of been used on a little bit more of late, is uh, it's one of the only ways to create normalcy. You know, mm-hmm. the two biggest, two biggest ways to create, make it feel normal again is either alcohol or tobacco. It's, you know, let's face it. You can't have alcohol when you're employed. You know, there's no order one. So, yeah. And, they don't like you. They can't say no, but they don't really like you dipping or having cigarettes. But now there's cigar clubs that they're supported. Uh, the rank supports the cigar clubs. 
uh, even the big military, which is, you know, typically they don't support anything that helps out the troops. They're more, <laughs> a lot to, they're more worried about their political careers. So, <clears throat> and now that I'm out of the military, I can happily say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's just so many MREs. And yeah, that's why when you meet uh, guys who've put in over 15 years in, you know, the, the uh, Army or the Marines, they typically we get fat real fast and we just keep eating thinking we're still doing all the same shit we did when we were, you know, in the service and we're, we're not. So uh, <laughs> people are like, why do all the army guys get so fat afterwards? Because we, we keep eating the same amount of food and it's always better. So. <laughs> but and one thing that, you know, I kind of like that you had brought up was, you know, typically when we think military. It's uh, normally the men and the cigars. But last year, I know that you said that the women, you know, had increased with the cigars. So I was going to ask, like, you know, has it increased even more or how was that? And if you could share with our audience about that well, as well. I don't have any uh, specific numbers right now, but um, I do know uh pre-2019 was last time I really, really paid attention to it, to be honest. Um, we had had eight months. We've had more female requests than males. Now, thinking about the ratio of men to women in the combat zone, yeah, you got to really put that in your mindset that mm-hmm. that's a huge percentage of women smoking cigars more than the men, actually. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that when I say that, eight months out of 10 years, like that's not what's the big deal about that. The big deal is the percentage of females in combat is not just huge. So when you have more females, yeah, when you have more female requests than males, that means a very high percentage. So it's, and I'm very proud of that. I've always said uh, it's just as much for the females as males. It's not always something they bring home, but definitely when they're deployed and, uh, you know, a lot of things I try to teach the industry guys is your number one growing clientele is the military. So it's that mm-hmm. simple. In the United States, there is a very slight incline uh, percentage of new cigar smokers. Um, and the military is almost straight up because they, you know, everybody's stopping cigarettes and snuff and chew. Uh, so everybody's, you know, really grabbing hold of those cigars. Uh, so that's our new big clientele. And again, when you're deployed, it's, you know, it's that one sense of normalcy. Uh, so the, you know, one of the things that you were bringing up earlier, I think a lot of people, like when they first hear a speech, like at the, uh, at the show we were at last year, the fundraiser, and uh, is that when we bring it up, a lot of people don't realize how big the charity is. They have an assumption it's a mom and pop program. It's just me and Robert doing all the work. And, you know, it's really not one, you know, they don't, 1.3 million cigars just doesn't really react in their mind. They, they can't imagine we have a 11 men, 11 person board of directors that when you're a board of directors, not like a normal charity board of director, normal charity board of director usually gets paid a lot of money. So their name is associated with that charity. Uh, when you become a, on our board or one of the supervisors, that means you're going to put in a lot more hours than anybody else does. You are, committing to putting more hours of your skill sets, et cetera. Uh, where, you know, event coordinator may put in four to six hours a month 
you're typically board of directors typically put four to six hours every week. And then you have people like myself and Robert, uh, a couple others that put in significantly more RJ and Abigail, put a significantly more hours, 20 to 25 a week. And sometimes, you know, 40 to 60 hours, depending on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the, the charity itself, it's significantly larger than most people really understand. Um, the fact that we're 100% volunteer to this day still blows me away. Uh, yeah, that you know, for- was very shocking that you have, you know, and I guess I never really thought about it until I actually went to, uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off, to Lake Worth. And there was a volunteer and, you know, I had kind of seen people with the cigar warriors with the little pen that, you know, y'all give away and then y'all have y'all's box for the cigars and everything. So um, how many volunteers do y'all have? Because like these volunteers go to the event, collect cigars, they tell people, they share, they give out information and, at first, I thought, you know, when I first saw them, I thought they were employed. And then I learned that they were volunteers and they are religious about going to these events and they're always there and they show up. So to me, that that even meant more. I was more impressed that they're willing to give up their time to do this, you know, because it's like every cigar event, I always see my my friend from Cigar for Warriors in this area. So um Yes. How many people do y'all have? Well, on any given day of the week, and you're talking about volunteer land, uh, we have 100 active volunteers. Wow. Uh, any day of the week, out of That's that awesome. 100, 120, 150 volunteers, uh, you probably have 20 that are really going. The thing is, it's a different 20 every day. It's yeah. never the same person. Uh, big coordinators are, you know, why it is the funnest position to do because you get to know the reps. You get to know all the crew, you know, you get to have a little bit of popularity and you get to know the shop owners a lot better. Um, the, they are the heart and soul of the charity. There's, they are what has mm-hmm. kept us running because a lot of people don't realize after uh, May of 2016, when the deeming went in effect, all the manufacturers pretty much said no more donations because there's one line out of this big, long child protection act of 2009 that Obama did that says that tobacco companies could not donate products to charity, which to this day even didn't make any sense to me because I can't imagine either feeling worse donating to a children's charity. So uh, (laughs) it never made any sense, but nonetheless, uh, we only had a few companies that said, you know, forget that we're going to keep donating. Now we have significantly more companies have gotten back on board. But at that time we probably had, you know, I would say 95% of all the manufacturers donating, you know, a minimum of 200 cigars a month up to like famous smoked cigar shop that was doing six to 7,000 a month through a state that was doing two to 2,000, 2,500 a month on top of after every event, they just would throw all the extra cigars in our boxes after all oh, the trade really shows cool. and festival, they would give us all their extras. And, uh, you know, over the years since 2016, we've had a lot of the, we've had a lot of Congress get behind us. Uh, we've had a lot of the, the uh, lobbyist programs finally get behind us. You know, they they always dismissed us. Mm-hmm. Now they realize when we have more con- congressional support than they do that maybe mm-hmm. there is something <laughs> then about. They're like, hey, let's get on. <laughs> you know, I, and I've tried to explain to them is that as a lobbyist, the cigar industry is never going to have 
a real big year because there's not enough money. Um, there's not enough, you know, two to three million cigar smokers sounds like a lot, but reality it's not. Um, but so what what do you have? You need a heartstring, you need that that one thing that keep the politician, give that politician a reason to say yes, because otherwise they're only saying yes to tobacco, which is not really politically correct these days. And they finally realized that using the charity, they could get a lot more accomplished. And so slowly but surely, a lot of manufacturers come in back in. Um, and then with the Synergy program, having we've actually turned away manufacturers of late because we've had our original six. Now, as after the last six person gets done, we'll see how what happens, who wants to keep going. And then someone wants to step away, then we'll add a new company. Um, you know, so it's been real fun. It's been fascinating. Learned a lot. Uh, you know, I went from the military straight into, as a first sergeant, uh, you do this or this happens, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and the consequences are severe, to pretty please, can you get this? It's going to take you 10 <laughs> minutes, but the next six months, can you get it done? Um, yeah. And I had to learn how to be nice and smile a lot. And, uh, you know, my wife, I think, is gratified because, I, you know, it gave me a reason to smile a lot more. Um, so it's been fun. It's been good for me. I think it's good for our volunteers. Now with full transparency, because I I believe in that is we do, I do give four people a very small per diem once a month. It's just enough to buy my steak dinner. I am not one of those people. (laughs) Um, and it's a way of saying thank you. Very small way of saying thank you, which any other company they'd be getting, you know, 35 to 60 grand a, a year. Uh, and, you know, real, reality is they're still donating, even if I did stop the per diems. Uh, during the COVID, we actually had to stop the per diems because we had no money coming in. Um, and so I'm, I try to be transparent about that as well. Uh, it, like I said, it's just enough to say thank you uh, and, you know, keep them motivated, too. Uh, so as far as that, that's it. We do uh, a little bit of travel once in a while. It's usually a board of director if requested. No other option is we'll take care of typically about 70% of travel expenses. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty much it as far as where the money gets back into actually volunteers' hands. Um, we don't hire people within the organizations for it as far as when we buy something. Mm-hmm. Um, we have once in a while, but we always have at least three other quotes. Uh, we have a very strong ethics policy and we have a very strong checks and balance po- policies. And I say in plural, um, I try to every time, you know, I'm a sneaky son of a bitch, so I'm always trying to think of ways. If I really want to cheat the program, how would I do it? Then figure out how do I beat that? And uh, mm-hmm. usually a lot of us military guys think that way anyway, especially if mm-hmm. you're you got to you got E4s running around doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. You got to figure out how to stop them from doing that. So, uh, you know, our checks and balances is one of the things that grows every year. Uh, we continuously, you know, we're always changing policies or cleaning them up a little bit, you know, checking out what works, what doesn't work. Trust me, I can tell you all the things that don't work. Um, we've been blessed with a lot of things that have worked very well. Anyway, so I'm talking a lot. Am I missing any good questions? Well, I, yes, I was we, going to bring up that. So we've, we've got a number of really good questions here. Yes, we do. Um, 
So we've got two that kind of goes along the lines of what we're talking about right now. Um, Steve Newman um, asks if you're going to be represented out at the Boutique Cigar Festival that's coming up this, this next weekend. Yeah, we actually have uh, two, board of our, two of our board of directors, um, Trey Boring, who is our senior vice chair, and uh, Paul, which y'all all know Paul, he's out of okay. y'all's you know, y'all's Metroplex down in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Wachahatchee, mm-hmm. I think is actually where he lives. Um, Paul, him, and he's going, so, and, his, and Paul's wife. Um, Paul's wife always helps out when she can. She's not an official volunteer, and the, a lot of people don't realize that, that to become a volunteer, you still have to fill out an application. You still have to do an interview. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of volunteer organizations get a lot of title seekers. They just want to build that title for their business card and not actually do things. So we, we really work hard to, to make sure that doesn't happen. But yes, we, we, we are going to be represented. We started the first year. Um, the boutique festival guys all promised that they would take care of CFW, you know, significantly better than last year. So I'm looking forward to see how it goes. And, you know, let's face it, boutique cigars are fun or some of the best cigars mm-hmm. in the industry. So. I'm excited to see what happens. That's what we're smoking now. Okay, yeah. so to follow up with that, uh, <laughs> Albert asked the question, Albert Hernandez, which he's always been really good at asking questions <laughs> on all of our shows. Um, he said, ask how many uh, shops is uh, Cigars for Warriors in? <clears throat> and I'm gonna add to that, how could we find what shops they're in? <laughs> I love that, great. Perfect. Actually, good two questions. Uh, I think we're around, I don't know how many we picked up the last trade show or numbers of the trade show are slowing up. Uh, I think we're around 580, maybe 600 even. Uh, those numbers, just like volunteers, do go up and down because let's face it, cigar shops sell, cigar shops get new managers, cigar shops mm-hmm. get new staff. And when those turnovers happen, if they don't know who we are or they don't care about it, the, the program gets put aside and yeah. it is until one of our supporters go in and maybe sees a box on the floor before we get contacted. And I give the shops one shot, you know, you got to do the minimum standard. There is a minimum standard and we feel very strongly about it. The reality is the cigar shops, it helps the cigar shops significantly more to have our program in there than it does for the charity not to be in there. So we're fine. You know, once we hit that, that hurdle, it's nice to have be in that position where we're do we're doing them a better job than they are for us, and that's always a good way to do it. And we always thinking about the cigar shops. How can we, you know, help make them money? In fact, every tobacco business issue, which is targeted to retailers, we have a cigar for words editorial, and I basically write, you know, uh, three to five thousand words every issue. How do you CFW make money? And because we get a lot of people say, hey, we want you to shop. I say, oh, this is how you make money. Well, that's not why we want it. We want to do the right thing. Well, why not be proud of that you made a lot of money off cigars wars? It's still America. We're still a capitalist country, at least currently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, be proud that you made a lot of money. <laughs> because the reality is if you're making a lot of money using our program, we are getting a lot of donations naturally. Mm-hmm. So it's not us being altruistic about it. It's just good business for us, too. You know, the better right. your shop's doing, the better your manufacturer's doing, the better your you know other companies doing, the better we do. 
And then to answer the second question is we just got our new website put up. We're on phase one. Um, it is, we're very proud of it. Still some things we need to tweak for phase one to get it very cleaned up. Uh, we start our beta testing for phase two, hopefully in the next three months, four months. Uh, right now though, the, the big focus is for our donation centers to go to the website and claim their shop. It's already been put in our files, our uh, mm -hmm. CRM, which is the database, but we're not gonna automatically give it to them. They're gonna have to go to our website and request and make claim to their account. This is gonna help everybody out. This helps CFW significantly as far as like SEO. And it's gonna give searches, Cigars Warriors comes up a lot more and it gives those shops that are involved with this a lot more attention, a lot more people can see, will be able to see them, get a lot more attention to them. Um, you know, we have to this day, since day one, we, you know, we probably on average go through about 1500 clicks a day, which is not a lot, but I would say the majority of them are either soldiers or people driving to another town. They want to see what's the nearest Cigars Warriors shop. That's who mm -hmm. I'm going to go smoke at first. Yep. Um, and so that's going to be really enhanced. And then the second, the second phase is our creating for the volunteers and our supporters to have accounts. And that's all going to build up to phase three, which is our incentive programs, which are pretty fun. Uh, we're still working on it. Um, have no idea how we're going to get it done, but our webmaster who uh, it's just another volunteer supports us. He's actually just keeping it running. We have an actual web builder who's volunteered his and his whole company's time doing this. We're very okay. blessed because they're big, they're big time coders, but they're building it in a way where uh, we're very proud of this. That the goal of it is to take away a lot of those steps, make a lot of more automation. So our volunteers are not doing some tedious and so if they're not having to do so many tedious steps, they're more likely to get it done. That makes sense. That's right, right. And so yeah. we're trying, so we're trying to get married a lot more automation, a lot more fun, a lot more reasons to go to the website. When the calorie program goes evolved, you'll be able to get points. And when you do points, you get ranked. When you get ranked, you get an option to either we you know, we go back and forth, either get in this specific store or you automatically get a certain item that's going to be donated by one of our companies. And it'll be a piece of swag that that company is going to buy for our, uh, send it to us and they'll never be able to use it outside of our you know, calorie program. We already have several manufacturers jump on board that fast. So we're very excited about that. But as you can imagine, coming up with the, you know, the different tasks, different donations, it's a bigger nightmare than I ever imagined trying to come up with a point system. <laughs> But you know, there is some fun to it. Uh, Steve Newman has actually helped me out with that part of it. He's uh, one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. Uh, so a lot, a lot of respect for Steve. I've been been working with him through the emergency <coughs> professionals group, and and uh, I was so excited when I saw that he was volunteering for you guys. And I know that he's been really within inside of the CIP, he's been really pushing and promoting and, and encouraging others to, to support you guys and to, and to volunteer as well. But we got a couple of other questions here. I want to hit one, uh, Gert, Gertie, who, uh, Gert 
he's Yogi is what we call him. He um mm-hmm. he uh has a his own cigar company. I mean his own uh coffee, coffee. company called in, Infinity. Oh Brook. nice. And mm-hmm. yeah. His question is, is uh, do you see that any, do any of the, any of the, the, the warriors, the men and women, the soldiers out there, do they go, to, do they go to any particular type of a blend of cigars? And then a kind of a follow-up question with that is another one from, from uh, Bert, who says, uh, you know, kind of fits with that. Uh, which boutique brands do you see that are supporting Cigars for Warriors, you know, more so or not? Uh, so the first question, and I'll add a little bit to it, uh, was, say, that, uh, it's about coffee. Uh, oh, from the coffee guy, I want to say is that we do get a lot of coffee donated. Uh, for full transparency, it's never been enough to have you know, all our boxes every month to have coffee in it. It is one of my ultimate goals by in a again, one of those slightly impossible goals, but a goal to have every box with at least 12 to 16 ounces of coffee in it. Um, we do have one company that actually is part of the Synergy program where uh, it's pretty neat. If you go to our website, you'll see two blends. Uh, someone buys that blend. Yeah, we get a little bit of money, but so much more importantly is that same company is going to turn around and donate that same bag, that same blend, and a whole other bag to us. It puts your name on it, the guy that bought it, as a donor oh, wow. on the back of the bag, wow. and it goes straight to our military. Um, and so that's so much better than just the you know few dollars we make off each bag. It's that mm-hmm. you know that's a big donation that coffee company is doing. And I think it's built in a way they just break even. Probably they probably is at a loss at some point, um, but it's because of love of the charity. And quite frankly, Trey Boring is one that really pushed it. They wanted to donate even more. That pushed it. You know, let's let's let you guys break even. Uh, we don't want anybody ever hurting financially. We'll take break even all day long. So, um, I think I answered the coffee question. Well, what blend of cigars? I think it was more of like, what blend of cigars? Yeah, because he was he was curious, like, what do you find? Because I know, you know, if we go in and, you know, let's say at the Underground, that's our home shop. So, you know, we'll buy, and there's the ammo box that we can say, okay, can you put that in the ammo box? Is there one that's particular that they tend to gravitate more or one that you would recommend? Well, when we... not getting them... When we like the started, that no one wants. the first two years, we actually had a line where you could request a blend. Um, we found out very quickly that was a bad idea. But <laughs> during that two years, uh, the majority was uh, Avante, Acid, stuff that had flavor, even some Tatiana's. Um, because when you think about some of those environments you're in, <laughs> you're eating more dirt than you're eating anything. So anything with flavor is just phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, let's face it, traditional cigar f- smokers a lot of times make fun of guys who smoke acids. But I always ask the question, is, you know why bikers and military guys smoke acids? They don't really care what anybody thinks. They're going to smoke what they enjoy. Uh, but, you know, I can't, be, I can't get a really honest answer after that because, you know, you know after the, the last eight years, 
uh, it could have changed. Uh, but during those years, is that we do still donate a ton of Toscano and Avante. They uh, they drop thirty thousand cigars every time they donate. Um, those are great cigars because they can throw those cigars in a go bag. They don't need humidification. You know, like a lot of golfers smoke Toscanos because you don't need to have it in a humidor. You just throw it in a golf bag when you get a chance to smoke a cigar. Um, you know, but and but Cigars International is donated almost every year. Uh, donation cards, or excuse me, gift cards of a hundred dollars gift card. So you give a young soldier a hundred dollar gift card. He's never been able to buy that that cigar he always wanted to. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. a Sweet Jane, it may be a Liga Ravada, maybe a Fuente. And now they got opportunity to go there, Cigars International, and spend an extra hundred dollars they didn't have to get that box they always dreamed of, or just buy a hundred dollar box. Um, so we've seen a lot more uh, younger troops buying a lot nicer cigars uh, mm-hmm. from Cigars International. And it's been fun watching that trend. I get to see some of the notes on that. And it is a trend. You'll see it. It's a lot of younger guys smoking. Um, because let's face it, when we're younger, and especially when we're at E4, E3, you don't have the kind of money to buy no. some of those cigars. So no. uh, I don't know if that really got a lot of the meat of the answer. But, you know, uh, boutique cigars, always going to be a favorite because uh, military guys, I would say this are a lot more educated than they were in 2012 about cigars. Uh, this space, a lot of people, more people are more educated about cigars than they ever have. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of social media. That's all because of military cigar clubs. It's all because of cigar clubs, uh, social media, or whether there are clubs out there, in the, you know, like the Leaf. Uh, you, you know, you got a lot of great communities out there that are educating. Uh, people are studying it. People like me who get bored on a drop of the hat realize you can study cigars for 20 years and never know enough. Still not <laughs> exactly. Did I get the second question? Yep. I, I, yeah. I, think, I think you did. I mean, I think at, you know, naming off all of the different boutique brands, you know, it would be, you know, manufacturers would be hard to do, but, you know. And you get guys who want, they want the military guys who, you know, serve like war fighters. They're always going to gravitate to a warfighter cigar uh, just because those guys were actual combat yeah. vets. Uh, yeah. I like the warfighters of these guys. We actually talked and talked shit more than anything. Uh, we found <laughs> out we, we actually served at the same time in the same combat space. Uh, so we were in the same footstep because we realized that we knew some of the same names that were not in our uh, military. We we're not in our battalion. So uh, it's pretty fascinating when you realize how small the world is. Uh, you know, you got Southern Draw has always been a big supporter. Uh, you got uh, a couple other. Well, great, he, well I was going to say companies. Southern Draw. He's he's a vet. He's a veteran. Right, he's an army vet. Army veteran during the Cold War. You got uh, David Blanco, who's still uh, reservist mm-hmm. this day. He was a captain in uh, civil affairs, I believe. Now, uh, him and his dad still do. A great company mm-hmm. and they donate a lot but you know so a lot of times you know they'll gravitate to the war fighters but hopefully people gravitate to the, the live to serve which is our model um i don't know if people realize the live to serve it just really encompasses everything it encompasses you guys our supporters it encompasses our manufacturers and our volunteers and our troops 
we're all serving in one way or another. And uh, it's a lifestyle. I mean, you're living to serve. Uh, someone was asking what we're what we are smoking, and so uh, actually it's kind of funny because all three of us are smoking uh, the uh, cigars for Warrior. By uh, you know, uh, I'm going to say it wrong because I always say it, and poor Jennifer Nicole is going to be like, "Red, it's not that hard." But we are smoking um, that cigar uh, for the cigar for Warriors. And I am pairing on, I didn't have a beer, but closest thing I had is stout. And um, as I stated, that was for my dad because uh, my dad was in the Air Force and um, he was in Saks, thus the shirt. Um, I had to come and represent my dad. <laughs> my, my dad was in the, served in the Air Force as well. And uh one of my favorite stories from him, and I've got a couple of other, other stories. You know, my dad served in the Air Force. He, he did his four years, and then, and then he got out, and uh, he hitchhiked. He grew up in Arkansas, hitchhiked from Arkansas over to, to Nevada because that's where he, that's where he had to be for uh, his um, boot camp. And he couldn't afford to drive across, you know, or to get a ride, you know, to whatever. So he had to hitchhike across the country to get there. And so, and then this, the story that I love is that on, on one of their weekend leaves, they went out to the lake, their, their, you know, wherever they were, boot camp was. And he got so bad sunburned that his, cabin or his troops or whatever had to hide him in different areas so that way he wouldn't get in trouble from his sergeant for damaging government property from his sunburn and that just that just blew my mind but but my favorite story so my my dad's dad uh he was in the army and he served in uh during the uh, world war ii and he's the only person I ever met that was actually, that was born in the 1800s. He was born in 1895. And I remember sitting on his lap and I'm about, again, about six or seven years old. And he's telling a story uh, during World War II. And he was the personal chef for, uh, for General Eisenhower. And so he's deployed over the, he's deployed overseas during World War II. He's fighting, he's in combat. And then he comes back and he's cooking for Eisenhower. And <laughs> tell, you know, telling us some of the stories about that. But it's, it's funny. You, I don't think you can come and talk to really anybody that doesn't have, you know, anybody that's alive, that doesn't have somebody that's connected somehow some way to somebody that has served for our country well and you think about a lot of the cigar people behind the industry a lot of them are vets like the first one that comes to mind drunk chicken she's a vet she's a vet. you know yes like as you stated david wonko uh and uh withdrew um with southern draw blanco. He's, yes blanco and then southern draw john with southern draw and you sit there and you think about it. And I know that Karen, a lot of her reps and a lot of reps are also vets as yep. well. Karen and then 
Yes. And, and like Brian with Karen. And then they kind of, as I got my little uh, number here, I know that uh, Bill Wade is also a vet. And I know if you look at my Facebook page, you will see the beautiful uh, piece that he made. And it's got this uh, Cigar Warriors, and it's got all six branches on it. And then he also has a never that is just for cigars, for warriors. Then he also has the military branches. Like, you know, I have the Navy one, and I also have the Air Force one. So um, I just, I, that's another thing I love about this community and the cigar is there's a lot of vets that are out there. And they, they support y'all and it's beautiful to see them give back to y'all. And, and if, so here, here's a little plug for the number before you, before you go on about, about that one storm, you can order, I believe you can order the nut, that the particular number that he did for you guys from your guys' website. You can order from mm-hmm. his website as well. And I want to yeah. say a good portion of the proceeds, maybe 50% or more of the proceeds are going towards directly towards uh, Cigars for Warriors. His number is part of our Synergy program. To be part of Synergy program is 100% of his profits. He makes nothing off of it. Wow. Oh, and it is absolutely gorgeous. And yeah, I've it's, had a lot of people, like I just posted as my background because I was like, hey, I want to do something for Cigars for Warriors. And I had that picture because when he sent it, it was just absolutely gorgeous. And a lot of people are like, oh, my son's in the Navy and I was in the Army. So they've gotten, like, they want to order the Never because it's got all six of them. So it's a special piece or like my son's in this and I want to, you know, smoke that because that's really badass. So um, it is. I always tell people, beautiful. I always tell people to buy, buy a cigar for words and go buy your favorite branch. And then that way they're, they're buying two mm-hmm. of them. There you go. That's right. That's right. Because like I have that, I have the Cigars for Warriors. I have, he gave me the Navy one because he's in the Navy. And I said, well, you know, I'm an Air Force brat. So I kind of need the Air Force, you know, and um, and they're they're handmade, beautiful (coughs) quality. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. So um, if you haven't checked them out, please do. We've talked about him and he makes amazing um, numbers that are just wonderful. Yeah, him and uh, RJ put together the deal, and it was uh, very generous of him. I, you know, I've known the guy for a long time, and he's already been generous to CFW. Always helps out whenever he can. So it's always great to get to do business with guys who've already volunteered their time with us over the years. Uh, and I always, like I said, I want companies to support us. I want them to actually come out ahead. And so company's going to grow. And for a lot of us, we get a kind of a kick out of, can say, you know, 10 years from now, when that this number company has dominated the world, that we had a small piece of where it is. Uh, you know, we have a small piece of where, so to draw how big they've gotten, or, you know, Blanca or whatever, grew a stake. Um, so it's always, you know, it, it's that extra incentive for us on a, on a different level to think that. Just, to, you know, be able to think that 10 years from now, we had a small you know, part of their growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then, you know, like the coffee and the number tool, nub tools. And then we have other programs that we're working with, you know, building partnerships 
Uh, we have a program. We're going to come out soon with Dream Seat. Uh, it's not finalized, so I can't talk about it. But they're the ones that make these amazing uh, lounge chairs that you'll see in some of the bigger, like, nicer lounges around the United States where they'll have a manufacturer logo printed on it. In this case, they'll have a CFW logo. Uh, you know, a few other things are going on. We've got the, our uh, social media team run by Abigail. She's our supervisor. She's got a bunch of models she works with that are doing some pretty edgy uh, photographs and having them put all these amazing prints and, and using them for auctions. And, you know, me, I've never had a lot of luck with auctions, but they're, they're just kicking ass with auctions. Uh, the, David Roman that does uh, Rick and Morty, the cartoon, adult cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a yes. big supporter of ours. We've had a couple of nice posters he's done. Uh, got a lot of signatures put on it. In fact, he did a trade show he sat with us. We went and took his poster, and he asked to get all the manufacturers' uh, signatures on it. So he did 11 of them, and we, he wanted one of them. That's why we did the odd number 11. The other 10 mm-hmm. we auctioned off, and we I think we got four left because the other six just went. For a phenomenal amount of money, it's pretty, pretty crazy and wild. That many people actually know Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. Uh, it, of course, you got Jesse Flores, always been a big supporter since 2012. He's done artwork for us. He did the, uh, mm-hmm. you've seen, seen the big airplane, the bombs dropping off. That's his oh. artwork. Uh, anyway, what's your next questions? Uh, one. Uh, oh, I was going to say, what is your favorite cigar and dram to pair with? Well, I'm always going to tell you Sweet Jane. Um, it's Sweet Jane is what I've said since 2012, and it'll probably be until I'm done. Uh, a lot of it is because I love the owner. who She has the loyalty rights. It's Vaughn Boyd. She's been a supporter of CFW. She was a supporter of CATS, which is my little organization I started before the charity. Uh, in fact, we have rules on there. On the very bottom, you'll see Vaughn Boyd. Miss Vaughn is exempt from all rules. And so Sweet Jane's always been a favorite. <laughs> and it's got nice other other cigars involved with it, the Fat Bottom Betty, the Leather Robes, more sizes now. In fact, the whole natural line that Drew Estate had has basically been discontinued to put more sizes of that line. Um, natural's always been one of my top favorites. Um, I'll smoke an acid one day, and I'll smoke a liquor provider the next day, and you know, I, I like smoking varieties. Um, I tend to smoke stuff between $6 and $12 because I always say my palate's not good enough after 15 bucks. I'm just wasting my money. Um, <laughs> but the only exception to that is I love L40s. I've always been a, a, a Lancero whore. I love Lanceros. Yes. And the, my two favorite ones was from the Respect line of AKA, which is no longer around, and uh, the L40s from uh, Drew Estates League of Provada Unico series. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love the L40. And, and yeah, that's a good fit. I would be remiss if I didn't give a shout out because um, he he's on the chat with us. He's uh, he's you know in, in the chat room and he's on the Zoom call with us. But Zach, uh, he's known as uh, Cigar Traveler, part of Lethal <laughs> and he's the one that really helped us nail down, you know, and coordinate the schedules you know, for us to be able to do this and be able to meet with you tonight. So big thank you to Cigar Traveler 
He's also the one that does all of our shop stuff as he's traveling around and he'll he'll uh, go in and do a walkthrough of the, of the cigar shop. Something that, that here in Leaf and Grain, we've always been big on is supporting our brick and mortars and supporting mm -hmm. our, you know, our, our boutique brands, our micro distilleries, our micro brews, you know, across, you know, the mom and pops that get out there and want to do something and grow and having to still, you know, not compete, but kind of make their name known against the big names that are out there. And so I really appreciate what he's doing for us in Lifting Grain. And I really appreciate him being kind of that go-to between on being able to coordinate the schedule with you. So I had to give a shout out to him. Well, and Zach is just a great guy, period. I mean, uh, whether you ever dealt with him online or in person, he's the same guy. Uh, be able to get a chance to sit down with him and just visit. Uh, he definitely has a lot better stories than I do. So <laughs> he's got a good story <laughs> for, for sure. We, we we love him. He's 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 very dear to our hearts through and through. So one one of the questions that we always ask, and th this isn't to end the show because I think we've got a lot of conversation coming up, but I'm curious as to what you see coming up in the latter part of 2022 for Cigar for Warriors and coming into 2023? What, what, is, what is your vision? What do you want to see really happen from this? Well, in a, in a perfect world, we would have uh, phase three done with a website, which I don't think it's going to be possible by the end of 2022, but you know, in a beautiful world, it would. Uh, all six of our cigars pushed out. We're on number three, which is with Ventura. And uh, it's the Slaughterhouse, a totally separate blend. It's yeah. our economic cigar. Um, the new blend to me is significantly better than the, than the old blend, and it's still the same price. Uh, the, the logo on the Slaughterhouse, we worked on it for probably five months. A great company to work with, probably the most professional company I've ever worked with. Uh, of course, they're owned by Cretech. Um, but the Slaughterhouse logo alone, I bought, you know, extra bundles just because <laughs> I love the logo. It's just so ridiculous. Um, I like to see all the other ones come, you know, finish out. We get Oscar. He's going to do a CFW by Oscar cigar. Uh, it's going to have some pretty, pretty interesting uh, uh, marketing involved with it. Uh, we got uh, Cavalier, which I'm very excited oh. about. The oh, that right is now, exciting. A lot of the, the uh, tobacco still uh, has short supplies because, you know, right now we're in the golden age part mm -hmm. two of cigars. So, and then, you know, everybody's smoking so much more than they were because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And the pandemic is also cutting down the amount of people working. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you're, you know, your, your label companies may have you know, half your staff gone here. Box companies may have three quarters stuff. So, a lot of these little tiny details that were never a big deal before that are now making all the, you know, what's causing all the delays. But Cavalier and then uh, uh, the sixth company I can't name yet, we're still formalizing it, uh, but pretty excited about it when it comes through. People, people always ask me, why isn't Drew Estate doing it? 
just because they were our first supporters. They have <laughs> continued to support us over the years. Uh, basically, the why is Jonathan Drews that said, I'd rather give y'all $50,000 a year and not mess with selling mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to say no to that ever. They do <laughs> so much for us. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, I get asked that almost daily. Uh, that's that's the reason why it's very simple. Um, but, yeah, I like to see those all the synergy programs, projects take off. We've got a CBG hopefully coming out in the next 12 months uh, and possibly a, another coffee company. Um, I would love to see, the, you know, a bag of coffee in every box uh, mm-hmm. in 2022, but I don't see that being realistic, but it is, a you know, as you said, in a perfect world. Um, love to see our social media really in sync. Uh, it's, you know, social media, you're constantly having to change things and move things. And it's our, you know, our guys are amazing, but it, it is, it's sometimes a nightmare as you can imagine. Oh yeah. Um, our, we have a new podcast, which I, you know, hope you guys get on, on it sometime, oh, vice versa. Uh, yeah. it's the guys with dreamer cigars. They are hosting our podcast. You'll see, they'll do one or two shows a month. That's completely different. And then they'll do a cigars warrior show one or one or two a month uh so we're very excited about that it's something i always wanted but you know quite frankly i didn't have the time to do it um and then the capabilities and y'all know all the work that goes behind it uh we're very excited about it they are very excited about working with other podcast guys like you um so i'm hoping to see that take off and like i said i'm hoping that the peripherals around it really supports you know other podcasts get y'all more viewers mm-hmm. uh, because that, that just helps everybody. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very, very much about everybody growing together. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're, and then lastly, yeah. I would say lastly is uh, in a perfect world, we triple the amount of volunteers we have. <laughs> All right, guys, you, you heard it. You heard it here, right here from the man himself. Uh, of what what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish, and it's going to take all of us mm-hmm. to help him see that accomplished. So let's use our network to help them grow, and in byproduct of that, we'll grow as well. So I, I love that. I love I love that. That's the direction that that you go because I mean we're we're all one family. We're all we're all one team here, and we're we're all, through that supporting an amazing cause of, of all of our troops and letting them know that we love them and support them. Reg- regardless of what media says, we love you and we support you. I would say that's probably the last thing I would want to say to really people listening is that, you know, sometimes I get asked, sometimes I bring it up, is that I have a, one of my personal missions, not a per se mission on our, our, within our company is that by us being out there, it reminds people that we still have troops out there. And uh, when yeah. Afghanistan was breaking down, everybody kept saying, what are y'all going to do now? Well, we never had a majority of our boxes going to Afghanistan anyway. Uh, we still had 32,000 troops at the time that there was zero in Afghanistan, still 32,000 troops in the Middle East alone. And since right. then, we probably we've deployed over seventy thousand new troops in NATO countries, not sitting and not outside of Europe, meaning outside of England, France, 
Spain, mm-hmm. where I'm, you know, I'm sorry if you're deployed there, you're not getting a cigar from us. So <laughs> some of the other poorer countries of NATO origins. So we're, our troop counts is way out there. People have no idea. So I'm hoping every time you see our box, it reminds us we do have troops out there. We do have yeah. men and women putting their lives on the line. We have Africa missions still going. We have Bosnia, mm-hmm. Kosovo. All those are still right. going. Uh, Central right. American missions. And so I really, you know, that's my personal mission. It's just remind people, you know, you know, sorry, Kim Kardashian shows over, but the troops are still out there. Right. Um, and, you know, it's easy to get in your, locked up in your own world, uh, locked mm-hmm. up in your favorite TV show, whatever it is. Right. Uh, you know, get fa- the political party, get really focused on where people just mm-hmm. forget about that. We do have our men and women putting their lives on the line still to this day. And it's not a handful. It's uh, I would be surprised if I'm lying over 120,000 troops deployed worldwide right now. That's a yeah. lot of troops. That is. And I and I don't and I, and I think that you bring that up. A good point is because a lot of times because they were pulled out that people don't think about the other countries that they're still defending. They're still their presence there because it wasn't really talked about. So, um, I mean, this is where I'm going to um, encourage our viewers, our listeners, um, everybody, you know, do what you can do because there are still people that are out there. And think about in your own cigar group that you are a part of Leaf and Grain because we have several vets and people that still serve in Leaf and Grain. Um, So, I mean, just think about those men and women who are out there still serving and, um, you know, they're out there and they're away from their families. It's kind of like when you, you bring that up, it's, you know, one thing about me being in education is like, you know, you ask what their, their parents do. And at one of the schools that, that I'm at, it is amazing about how many parents are still active in the military and their parents aren't home or they're, they're gone for a couple years and they get to come home just briefly or they haven't seen them like in a year. So, um, and then when they get to come home, usually they want to surprise them at school. So we get to see the beautiful, happy stories from that part of education where they were like, can we surprise our kid at school? And um, so please, 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 I'm going to ask, you know, help donate, do what you can. And you brought up one thing is like, cigar like cutters and lighters and things like that I've never thought about donating because I have several of them but I've never thought about like oh let me donate this because someone like a serviceman or woman might need it perfectly said outside of cigars and we've talked about coffee what would you say are some of the biggest requests that 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 you that you get? Um, we don't get a lot of requests per se. I, you know, they'll send us once in a while. I'll get someone that will go to the contact us on the website. We'll get an email. Hey, what are the chances we get an energy drink? What are the chances we get some bait pins? Um, but typically when I hear a request, it's face-to-face from guys and gals. Um, so we try to do that. We're, we have a, hopefully, knock on wood, it's going to you know, finally go through and work on it. 
for over a year with a company that the founder is a really famous military guy. And I say famous, he's like the Kim Kardashian on Instagram, but the male guy. Um, and he's a, he was in the Navy at one point. And he has a lot of products from very expensive energy drinks to some vapes and some other stuff that once it goes through, they're going to be in the box. You know, the silver lining, a lot of times I like to say from the deeming is we had to cut the amount of cigars going out. We were doing, you know, depending on how, how flush we were, anywhere from 60 to 70 cigars every box before the deeming. And now it's anywhere between 20 and 40 cigars. Uh, again, depending on our numbers, what we have. Um, so we have more room to add stuff. And we have mm -hmm. just enough room to add, uh, you know, one of the larger energy drinks and a few hand pins of vapes and stuff like that. Uh, so those are requested and it's something that's being knock on wood worked on. Uh, they're, they're, that company is actually having to deal with stuff way outside my knowledge, but it's, it still looks like it's shaping up. Um, the request, I don't know, I think I would say is swag from their favorite manufacturer or, you know, mm -hmm. the, some high end cigar, you know, uh, Opus X box or, a, you know, I don't, you know, something outside the norm that you would be able to send. But I would say the norm is what a lot of guys want when they're deployed. They love their energy drinks. They love their babies. <laughs> uh, outside of that, that's pretty much it. Coat, you know, you said a cutter, some lighter, something original. Uh, if it's small enough, we'll ship it. Uh, we're very proud of that. Pipes, something we don't talk about oh, a lot. Pipes. We said pipes. We said really? pipe tobacco. We have a lot of pipe tobacco. We don't have uh, too many pipes that get deployed or get sent to us. I'd say the average of maybe 10 a month. But, you know, it's nice That's to get a signal. There's a lot of pipe smokers still out there in the military. And, and it's funny because my dad, he didn't smoke cigars in the military. He was a pipe smoker. So um, every Veterans Day, I smoke a pipe in honor of my dad. And, you know, it's, it's occasionally I smoke a pipe. But um, on November the 11th, I'm always smoking a pipe. And, um, and it's just kind of, you know, my way of honoring my dad. And, and I do want to brag about my dad real quick if <coughs> I can. Um, it is really cool. If you are ever up in Ohio and you go to the National Air Force Museum, I don't know if you've ever been, if you go to the Cold War <coughs> section, his airplane, the one that he flew, is actually in the Air Force Museum, it, and he was the only pilot. So nice. that part is really cool. It is the, uh, let's see if I can get it right. It's the uh, RB47H, uh, because he did fly reconnaissance. So, um, and it's the Strato jet, and it has a little bit of the history about it. But um, that is something that was really important to me, and I took my daughters up there to go see it. And my dad had just had a stroke earlier that year and he wasn't really able to move about. And he was like, I'm sorry, I can't fly up there. And I was like, no, dad, just tell me where the plane is. I want to go see it because it was um, entered in 1995, 96, and I didn't get to go see it. And so um, I was able to go. And then my brother who lives up in Ohio and he goes, hey, are you coming by the house? He's like, what time are you coming by the house? 
And, and I was like, oh, I just got in town. I'm parking my travel trailer. I'll be there in about an hour. He goes, or I said in like 30 minutes. And he goes, well, I'm not there. So you need to give me about like another 30 minutes. Well, I walk, I knock on my brother's door and my dad answers. Oh, wow. And my dad went to me. He was um, having a, struggling walking to the airplane. But we sat underneath his plane for about three to four hours. And, you know, granted, he flew reconnaissance. So a lot of the things he can't tell us. And if you go and look at his documents, it's got that black Sharpie through it, both sides. You can't look at it. And his uh, documents won't be released until my son is 80. So uh, should, they should be re- they should be released on a 20 year cycle. On a 20 year cycle. So do a release. Uh, a release of information act uh, on that and yeah submit it it should oh shoot get it so i then i might have to go back and check that out but um he um he sat there and he told us and it was really cool when they were doing the tours one of the guys was talking and he goes i'm the only guy who flew this plane this is my plane so of course then other people started asking questions So um, that is one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had with my dad, you know, and he served for 20 years and he (laughs) actually uh, was uh, a uh, recruiter to get minorities in because this is back in the fifties and sixties when they didn't, you know, civil, civil rights was coming in and all that stuff. So he was one of the first recruiters and to get minorities into the air force. So um, that is one thing that, you know, my dad's done a lot of amazing things, but that is something that I can, that's always going to be a piece of our, our history. And for that to be in the museum is just a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful memory. It really is, really is. Yeah, that, those memories will last you a lifetime. That's what's mm-hmm. neat about it. Um, you yeah. know. I would say you're right that uh, most Americans have somewhere in their family, someone that served. Um, if you have multiple people in the family, it makes it even more interesting. Uh, I got a close friend of mine and, and they have four sons and a daughter and all four sons went to a different branch. And then the daughter decided to go to the Peace Corps. So, and I come in, none of them went in the army. So I come in, the, in the, for dinner or something. It's a shit top shit fest talking all, all night long and it's really fun if you ever get around a bunch of military folks you'll think there's mm-hmm. gonna be a fight all of a sudden uh, it's not it's just a bunch of us talking trash in fact we mm-hmm. had uh one of our volunteers uh aaron taylor who's a marine when we're around each other typically no one else is around we're just talking trash uh we were mm-hmm. doing a, a big event and we were staying in uh miss vaughn's house down in uh, deadwood south dakota and uh, we were talking a lot of trash early one morning. And Richard DeFay, who was you know, part of the Cigars Warriors, runs, finds Ms. Vaughn and says, I think they're going to fight. And she's like, who? Well, Storm and Aaron. It's just, no, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> and they're like that 24-7. So it's uh, always fun to get around other vets because, you know, mm-hmm. my language gets really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> Then I have to clean it up when I get around the normal public and be real nice. But you ever see us as war fighters? Uh, we'll we'll typically find a corner somewhere away from everybody and just trash talk. 
because uh, even within the same branches, like in the army, we talk trash against each other. Uh, so that's one of the things I've always enjoyed is that, and it's just the camaraderie. Um, and the reason I bring all that up is that a lot of vets like myself looked for something that we can continue doing that had that, that brotherhood still. Mm-hmm. And I found that doing the charity that it is the closest thing I've found uh, mm-hmm. doing it. You know, with the hiring a Solomon, I'm, I'm a, I started, I finally got into the Masons and that's been fun. It's been interesting. But uh, even with that brotherhood, the, with what we've had with Cigars and Warriors, I found that I'm even closer to a lot more people than I ever dreamed of. And it has brought that that community of like-mindedness mm-hmm. that, you know, I was yeah. missing. There's a lot of vets out there that are missing it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're ever interested, it's a good place to uh, sign up as a volunteer. And just because you're not in the military doesn't mean you can't sign up. We love our non-vets. Uh, there's more than one way to serve. Uh, and you don't even have to be a cigar smoker. We've had two people on the board of directors over the years that didn't smoke cigars. They just love the troops so much. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that probably brings up one of my last stories is that, you know, someone always asks, what's the most interesting letter you ever got? And I got one from a mom one time. And it was handwritten. And it starts out with, Aww. basically, I hate all things to do with tobacco. I hate cigarette <laughs> stuff. I hate all of it. It's just going on and on about the evils of tobacco. And then, then there's a big but. Uh, my son, every time I talked to him, he's deployed in Iraq. Uh, never sounded very excited. I was always worried. And he got your box of cigars. And for the last four calls, that's all he's talked about. Uh, continue with your mission. It obviously means a lot to the troops. Here's $2,000 and keep up the good work. So for Aww. someone who despised everything to do with tobacco, saw mm-hmm. the mission for what the mission was. And the mission isn't tobacco. It's that that moment of peace, that moment of normality, that mm-hmm. way of uh, doing a crisis managing briefing even. Uh, if you know a crisis managing briefing, is basically sitting in a room, typically with someone mm-hmm. leading the talks, but getting out what's going on, uh, what's going on in your head, what's going on physically, emotionally, all that after an issue, after a you know, major crisis, cost negotiation to you know death. And for us in the military, you know, you don't typically want to sit around and say that because everybody's going to shut down fast. So it's yeah. a nice way of opening everybody up. Uh, so there's a million reasons. Again, it isn't something we pre-planned. It was, you know, for honest to God's sake, it was just us saying thank you. And it, it's yeah. been really neat how much it's grown and what it means to different people, different backgrounds, different lifestyles, different uh, uh, race, different male or sex, female, everything. It's always different. It means something a little bit different to everybody. And I, that's something I've really been very, very fascinated about. I, I always, I say this every single show. <laughs> every single show. I, I, I might as well coin the, coin the phrase. Yes, you need to. <laughs> or the great equalizer. It's it's a it's the greater equalizer, and you brought up that point. I mean, it doesn't matter anything else. You don't have to like tobacco, and we have a lot of people that that have come to some of our bottle night events that we hold at the underground cigar shop that don't smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. 
but, but they enjoy whiskey or there's people that mm-hmm. don't enjoy whiskey but they they enjoy cigars and they come mm-hmm. to these events with us because of what this brings and this brings about mm-hmm. so many of us need and so many of us you know so many people are lacking is that sense of community that sense of family and that that's right. why i say this is this is the great equalizer and and, and i kind of wanted to bring that because you were talking about like the camaraderie of different branches like for example i was at uh, the cigar lounge and brian mcgee was there and he's a marine paul was oliva he's an air force and you know they were giving each other a hard time and i mean i've i've even had some people and and i do want to kind of say this out here is um as we said that uh, Burpee Smokin um, does our graphics and, and someone was like, hey, can y'all please do redo the graphics and y- you didn't have this branch on here. You know, we recognize every single branch and we are so appreciative of those branches. Um, we are so thankful for, you know, the Coast Guard. We are thankful for uh, the space and, um, now I can't think of the correct term of that branch. And one of my friends is actually with the space branch on that one. Space Air Force. Force and thank you, Space Force. And that's such a cool name too. Um, but it's just kind of, you know, we may not put those on the forefront, but they are part of the branch. And, and it's just fun because someone's like, why didn't you do the Marine song? And I'm like, well, I couldn't find the song that was eaten about crayons. There was no song that says eat crayons. So um, it's just fun to see a bunch of vets get together in a cigar lounge and just get each other hell about why their branch is better than the other branch or y'all, y'all are wussies, y'all, you know, you fly above while we're on the ground fighting. And it's, it's all fun and games, but it's, they have, y'all have this beautiful brotherhood that, you know, as someone who didn't serve, I don't, um, I didn't go through what y'all went through. I didn't go through the boot camp. I didn't hear I can I've only heard stories from friends and all of that. But I think it's like whenever y'all have that camaraderie and then you have something that brings you even closer together with the cigars, it's it's really neat. And you don't realize how much some of these guys really need it in the cigar community for when they come back. Because when they come back is kind of when they come back home after they've been gone for a while it's a huge adjustment for them and I think that you know sadly is we don't do enough for that adjustment and it really kind of breaks my heart and we've talked about this we talked about this with uh Desiree with drunk chicken it's about how when people come back from serving and they have to make those adjustments and what they saw and what they experienced. And it's hard for them to go and sleep on that bed. And I think it's kind of like, you know, at events and stuff, it's really neat to hear some of those letters that y'all have talked about and some of the volunteers have shared, because I think that's another thing that we forget. And I think that your organization helps that out as well. Well, I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. Um, you know, I've noticed over the last year and a half, there's starting to be a, the trend again of 
negativity toward uh, military coming back from deployments. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all crazy. We all have PTSD. We're all beating yeah. our spouses. All sorts of you know ignorant issues. Um, so, you know, it's one of my things also to remind people that uh, while someone may have PTSD or PTS, whatever flavor it is, uh, it does not take away from them being able to be in public, being able to do certain things mm-hmm. or anything. Uh, don't put that, you know, that stigma on our troops, you know, and right. it scares me when I see, start to see a lot of that coming out more and more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I'm not a political person. I, you know, it's about, it's about as straight up as I am. I'm a, a libertarian. You know, that's about all I can tell you as far as my politics. If it mm-hmm. isn't, if you aren't hurt, hurting somebody, it's absolutely none of my damn business what you do. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I do believe we should be supporting our, you know, first responders in our military. Are right. you going to have bad eggs? Yes. But do you have the least amount of bad eggs in the military and the police and fire departments? Absolutely. And I always like using this example to really get people to understand is just take a hundred women who love Tupperware. They're all stay-at-home moms. <laughs> you're going to have 20% bad eggs. Yeah. Right? You're going to have 20 women who just, and that's minimum. But you take the same, you take a hundred folks in the military, men and women, take a hundred folks in police force, fire department. You're going to have one or two tops, if that, out of a hundred. And I, I don't think people realize that difference. Now, given, you know, when one of us screws up, it typically makes news. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's so much higher expectations, but the stigma that I'm seeing the public—that's what concerns me. So I'm very proud of us being able to be out there, and and I love the cigar community because, as you said before, it doesn't matter what political party you are, it doesn't matter what race, mm-hmm. what sex, what religious religion you are. Is it, it's all about the leaf, and it, it's a great equalizer. It doesn't make, matter about your economics, and I love that part. Um, it just, I've met so many more, so many neat people that are nothing at all remotely like me, but they're just mm-hmm. fun to be around. Uh, absolutely disagree with everything politically they think, but still <laughs> really enjoy being with. Uh, that's, uh, you know, we, you're talking about how we talk trash at the trade show. We actually, uh, use it as an example. Almost. We, we built a really nice booth. Uh, we do a 30 by 30 and a 20 by 30. PCA and a 20 by 20 at TPE and uh, and they're donated which is you know very generous of these trade shows but mm-hmm. we built a part of it half about half of it's a big kit that you would see when we deploy all camel covered camel netting and inside we put bunch of the Walmart camp chairs which when you're deployed we all carry a, we all go to Walmart and buy us a cheap Walmart chair camping chair and we use it it falls apart well, inside we put a tree stump for the Marines and a box of crayons. Then regular you know, for <laughs> the Navy and Army. And then we put a big fluffy one with a big that can lean back with the feet up and everything, cup holders for the Air Force guys. Or, I was going to say, that's the Air Force guys right there with those luxurious. <laughs> and, and you'll see at the train shows, all the, all the guys are vets. They just gravitate to our little tent. And, that, and it was really, really fun. A lot of our, you know, podcasts and other media come in there. They don't even interview. They just sit down and turn their mic on and record everything we're saying. Um, and, that, you know, it's, it's been great for me. It's been great for other vets just to get those exposures. Uh, you know, y'all said it perfectly. 
Uh, it's a great equalizer, but it's also a very welcoming environment. It is. Uh, it is. And if you, you know, for the guys who know cigars, the guys who don't know, you know anything about cigars, it's still a welcoming environment. It, 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 it very much is, you know, and that's, that's why I like the, the phrase, it's a great equalizer, because it doesn't matter your, your political preference, your religious preference, your, you know, whatever stance, you know, it is that you happen to follow on personally, all, mm -hmm. that, all that is left at the door when it right. comes time to cigars, because we're all human beings. <laughs> have specific needs, have specific desires, specific wants for our own personal selves. And the core of that is companionship on that. Mm -hmm. And, and I want to give a shout out. And sorry, Red, I want to give no, a go ahead. To, to somebody else. And, and this is, this is my, my ex-wife. Because what she does is she's a She's a licensed professional counselor, but her heart has always been around working with our veterans. And so her particular position is that she's on the front line of the crisis hotline for our veterans and mm -hmm. our military and our first, response, first responders so that they call up her hotline and she's one of those ones that talks to them and talks them down from the travesty that, that their mindset is, I've got to do this, you know, without, without going into details. And I don't know any of the stories, you know, because, you know, we, we, don't, we don't talk about that. She can't talk about that for, for right. you know, privacy reasons, but I know what she does. And I'm so thankful that there's people like her that is out there to support our veterans in, you know, if they have PTSD as, as what you said, whatever it is, to just mm -hmm. be able to listen to them. Because that's what, that's what people want is to be able to say, hey, mm -hmm. I'm going through a hard time right now. I just need somebody to listen mm -hmm. to me, to be able to understand maybe a little bit of about what I'm feeling at this particular moment in time. Mm -hmm. and hear me so that that way I don't continue on with whatever plan it was that I was thinking about doing. Yeah, you, you, you said it perfectly. Um, something I don't really ever, I don't think I've ever really talked about on any of the podcasts, but I think it's, it's the right flavor on this one. Uh, typically two to three times a year, I get asked to do a, a speech at a, a military unit, uh, whether it's in the year Christmas party or whatever, coming home from a unit or a unit's about to leave. Not to, and I like to bring cigars, always my personal ones. And, uh, and part of the speech, I won't bore you details, but basically the biggest part of it is when you're experiencing the demons, <laughs> grab a cigar. Don't have to smoke it. Just grab it. If you don't have one, come up here and grab one of mine. And of course, everybody comes up and grabs at least one. Um, but the idea is just create a pause. And, I, and I'm and i a firm believer in creating that pause. Mm -hmm. um, it's something mm -hmm. I've taught, taught myself as far as, you know, you know, anger, you know, language. You've had to when you run a charity that 
you're now in the public eye, you can't, you know, say the things you want to say. You can't just pull out the handle. You can't, you know, use bad language, etc. Um, and and it's taught me to, you know, really think in a different way. But you know, it gives you a pause. For me, when I smoke a cigar, when I really want to snap at somebody, I take another puff, and then I decide if it's you know righteous or not. And I right. tell the guys, the men and women of these units, that's one of the things I always tell them is take a pause. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's 10 seconds or just a pause, grab a cigar, light it up, don't light it up. Just grab it, hold it in your hand and just take mm-hmm. that pause. Whether you're talking about, you know, where we're talking about from anything from suicide to just, you know, going off on your spouse. And I truly believe it makes a difference. And um, I don't know how many people follow the vice or not. But, you know, it pretty much in line with what y'all are saying. I think it should be in line with most people, especially first responders. Uh, but, you know, moms, I think they got PTSD <laughs> just for raising <laughs> kids. I don't know how moms do. I'd lose my, I'd have lost my mind being a mom. Um, so there's a place for it everywhere. Uh, and I'm grateful that y'all do bring it out. I'm grateful of y'all's love for the troops. Um, you know, all I can ask is keep going. A couple of things that mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned, I just throw it out there, is that we also have a scholarship program. Uh, it's very small, but uh, every year it gets a little bit bigger. We do is uh, kids that are JR to, JROTC, high school oh, okay. JROTC. When, if they commit to going to college and to ROTC and want to be in the military mm-hmm. and their commandant recommends it, then we give them. A small scholarship, typically five hundred, a thousand bucks, depending on what we got. And we typically do five kids. Um, we also that's we call it the Ben Edmondson Award. And then usually once a year, from a unit that has a poor family readiness group, that you know these people are supposed to be the, the spouses, you know, creating some kind of uh, fun space when the spouses come home from from a deployment, mm-hmm. uh, create an information hub. What are our spouses going through while they're deployed? Um, some units don't have very good ones. And so some units don't mm-hmm. even have an end-of-the-year gathering, end-of-the-year party. Oh, and wow. so we'll, we'll sponsor some of those parties. Uh, and I don't mean a lot of money. Top, mm-hmm. The top we've ever done is $1,500. Uh, but, you know, $1,500 doesn't sound like a lot of money. But you're amazing if you're conservative enough how nice of a party you can yeah. put together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So and that, and, that is, that's really cool. I didn't know y'all did that because yeah, I know, you know, just thinking <laughs> of in the education sense, there's both like the high schools that are in my community, they have that. And a lot of them go into the military. So that is really cool that y'all do that. And also for the party, I love that. That is just, you know, bringing people well, together for a joyous occasion and welcoming home that is really cool we don't highlight it just because you never we never yeah. know what we're going to have financially in the bank we have bylaws that we are required to have a certain amount of money always in our accounts um, basically mm-hmm. we have to make sure we can operate for six months if you know we the drought from hell happens i don't know like a three-year mm-hmm. pandemic uh, so <laughs> and you know and, and it's, let's face it and if it's really well known that we were, we're going to you know, take care of a unit or two during, at the end of the year, we're going to have 50 units requested. Uh, yeah. Right now, typically the ones I know that I've talked to 
I'll get a phone call once in a while and we'll try to figure out how we can support it. And then maybe we just, we'll do within our board of directors, we'll do a community collect and collect 60, 70 cigars and send it. We don't like to do donated cigars because there's an expectation from a donor that these are going to men and women that are deployed. Right. Um, and so we typically do it out of our own pocket. I have authorized it a few times. Uh, Wounded Warriors, I'm not a big fan of the, the, the cherry, the, prod, the program, though, in the military, I am a big fan of. Uh, we get invited to that sometimes. With, you know, Shorty Rossi and myself will go to a unit. We'll go visit the Wounded Vets. We'll give them cigars. Mainly, you know, we like doing it, too, when Wounded Warriors Project's there because they hate us being there. So that's always <laughs> a nice thing to do. And, you know, they go out there and take a picture of all, the, all these wounded vets smoking a cigar. Uh, you know, I do the ter- terminally ill ward. That's always fun. to get berated by all the nurses for having a bunch of guys smoke a cigar. They're terminally <laughs> ill. In the day, though, they're freaking terminally ill. Uh, yeah. You know. And I talk trash to them all. And even the, even the active duty, you know, the NCOs that are in charge of these guys, look at me like I've lost my mind, but you know, at the end of the day, they see that these guys are actually smiling. Now, I was in a hospital for three years, and the last thing a guy wants is more pity while they're in the hospital. Yeah. So, right, right. I come in there talking trash. Exactly. And, you know, guys got two weeks to live and asking them why they're in bed lay, laying around. Um, so there's a lot of facets about the charity we do. We don't really highlight it. We don't really promote it. Uh, one, it sounds very uh, self- promoting mm-hmm. um, and it's not always available to us to be able to do some of these things but we we've been pretty consistent about the scholarship last seven years and we've probably done four years of the parties and uh, other different environments where we donate to cigars but uh, well we've got I am about, proud of that we've got about 10 minutes left and we have one last question and <laughs> it's, it's a good question to to bring mm-hmm. this home on you know because we are the twisted pair and we are about pairings. So we've, you know, Storm, we thank you. Glenn, love it. 12, love it. One of my all time favorites. Um, let's kind of go around, go around the, go around here and talk about our pairings and what we thought <coughs> our particular pairings with the, the Cigar for Warriors particular blend that was put out that all three of us were smoking. Uh, yeah. By Hiram and, and Solomon cigars oh, and mm-hmm. how our pairings were. So and, and I, and I'm telling you, anybody who's listening or will listen to this later, you're going to think we all got together and planned this. And but, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> straight up, was not meant to. Oh, we have three cigars, and so you you could say, well, there's a mindset. You're going to support the charity. You're going to smoke with the cigar, but there are three cigars out there, and technically yeah, mm-hmm. there's five because we've had two other ones in the years past. Um, we had a Southern draw about three, four years ago, mm-hmm. and then we had a uh, Miami cigars did one for us by Diva. Mm-hmm. But these are actually part of the synergy program where 100 percent of money goes back to troops. But again, I just think it's all three of us chose the same cigar. I think it's pretty damn cool. It is, it is. Well, it's great mind. We're just brilliant people. I'm just going to put it for that. We're just brilliant. But we so all we're just all drinks. missing brain cells. <laughs> well you two might be no i'm just kidding i know i, I resemble that remark 
So, so Storm, t tell us about your pairing and and how you know how the how the pairing go with you. Well, um, I am not a great reviewer. I, you know, in the early days when Cats was the big cigar community because we were the first ones to bring women in. We were the first ones that supported all brands because when we started, all the cigar communities were were all about a brand or a retail shop. They none of them wanted women in it, which was very bizarre to me. Uh, but so companies would send me cigars asking me to do reviews. Well, I can't taste, you know, whether this came from a, you know, I, it tastes like cardboard from 1960 from a cow <laughs> eating on a grass field in Connecticut. And he was rare, you know, cooked very rare. And I, I don't taste all that. So I'm not a good reviewer. So I always say, well, I got two reviews. It's a great cigar or it's a good cigar. But it's a good cigar means I just don't really like it, but it's selling a lot. So it must be a good cigar. Um, so I would say for mine, I chose Glenlivet 12. I have parodies before. I like iced tea a lot of times when I smoke my cigars. And this has been a great offset where the cigar is very smooth, not a lot of up and downs. Glenlivet always to me has a lot of up and downs. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been a nice contrast. Very good. Um, I went with my uh, stout, Kempa Stout, which is, you know, the coffee notes. And we know that this is a San Andreas uh, wrapper. So um, it's kind of like a, you know, I'm, I mean, it was going to be extremely complimentary of each other. It went nice both ways um, with it. Um, it was enjoyable from the cigar to the drink and from the drink to the cigar. And um, it really brought out, um, and, and, and here's, and I'm going to be honest, because we talk about whenever we're pairing, sometimes when you're sitting there and you're doing a pairing, you're sitting here thinking, but I was enjoying the conversation in hearing about Cigar for Warriors. Um, so I didn't really take like my notes notes that I normally do whenever we do the show. Right. So I'm going to say I'm guilty for that. But it was, it was just one of those things that, you know, it was beautiful conversation, beautiful drink, beautiful cigar. And it didn't um, make me want to say, Ooh, I don't want to smoke this cigar or Ooh, I don't want to drink this. Um, so it went well, very well and very nice. So I will say that. I think you said it absolutely perfectly of what our desires were for this cigar is to be perfect in a big conversation with people having a room full of folks or three or four folks, not having to think about it. You just have a great mm -hmm. smooth cigar, you know, where the, where the Caldwell cigar is just the opposite. The mad mofo is just like it says, it's all over the place. It's very, very complicated. It's uh, from the first quarter is completely different than the last quarter. It's just, it's a fun cigar, but you don't want to sit there and, you know, want to do it in front of 20 people. You're not going to get a lot out of it. <laughs> So I think I like the way you said it. Very well done. Thanks. Well, Thank I, you. I did pick up on a couple of notes on the cigar. Um, picked up some nice chocolatey notes, which is typical from a San Andreas. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely picked up on, on some pepper notes. Uh, what's interesting is that we all came with the same cigar, but we all came with very different drinks. Different right? drinks. Mm hmm we had we had a space side scotch with with the Glen Levitt, you know, and one one of the most well known space side scotches there are. A lot of floral and a lot of fruit forward notes in it. And you had a a cut uh, a 
a, a stout, you know, which has a lot of coffee notes, has some good chocolate mm -hmm. notes in it. And I came with a weeded bourbon, you know, one of the most mm -hmm. well-known weeded bourbons and, you know, Weller Antique mm -hmm. Pro 7. Right. Very and, nice. And one of the things that I noticed, you know, again, I wasn't focused on it. You know, it was like, okay, you know, with our, with our pairing journal out, you know, just really concentrating and getting into it and just really focusing on, on what I'm getting it through each third. And, and I love what you said, said Storm, of, of each quarters, because, yeah, you can actually see, you know, more transitions mm -hmm. than just the standard thirds. But um, I did pick mm -hmm. up some chocolatey notes. I picked up a little bit of mm -hmm. graham cracker, picked up a little bit of raisin on, on, the, uh, on the retro hail on it. And the pairing back and forth with it was nice of it to where mm -hmm. the, the bourbon itself uh, didn't enhance the peppery notes of it, but it didn't overpower the peppery notes and really kind of brought out some a little bit of stone fruit type notes with it. And back and mm -hmm. forth, it was, it was very enjoyable. And it was, and, and this is one of the things that you, that, you know, when you're in situations like this, you know, when we're in, when you've heard us say, and Red and I both have talked about this so many times, when we're sitting down and we're writing a review or we're doing mm -hmm. an article on a pairing, we've we've eliminated all of our distractions mm -hmm. we've got a couple of hours just to sit there and just focus on this i'm not mm -hmm. yes because i'm enjoying the conversation yeah. and learning more about cigars right. for words and learning more about mm -hmm. our guests you know in this case you storm um i'm not having things you know to where it's a it's a pairing to where it's, it's causing me to go Oh, wait a minute. What the hell was that? You know, it's like my pairing yeah. this morning, you know, I did a, you know, my pairing this morning, you know, during my time, which is, you know, with my, you know, in the very early mornings, you know, where it was like, oh yeah, that's not going good. And then right. Because that takes you away from where we are and where we are is right, yeah. right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. But it was enough of a pairing that makes me curious enough about it to go, okay, I need to go pick up this cigar again or, or see if I've got another one because I may have one more. I know I've, I had three at one point in time. Uh, and I so, tend to smoke them as soon as I get them. Yeah, I do too. And, and I was so glad that I had one because I was like, oh God, please let me have one. Please let me have one. But And I did. But um and I knew about the cigar, and so that's why I I, I mm -hmm. wanted to go with a classic, a classic right. bourbon. Which, I mean, you don't get much more classic in your bourbons yeah. than than Weller, you know. Right. Uh, and and I'm I'm enjoying this, and it's enough of it was, I picked up enough of it that it makes me want to go and sit down. Okay, I need to do an actual pairing review on this. Well, I have a challenge for us. Okay. November, for our article, we will pair and break it down for the month of November for Veterans Day. Let's do it. I think that okay. Weller is a good choice. And I always I say that, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know Weller and I've drank it, um, but I couldn't tell you right now what it tastes like. Um, but I've done that. this last, since pandemic, I've done I don't know how many podcasts. But I've had at least four of them that have been, you know, kind of like your format. There's a lot of alcohol and cigar pairing. And all the other three actually had Weller, believe it or not, with Hiram's cigar. <laughs> so all but one was Hiram and Solomon's cigar. And the other one was 
with the new one is with Crete, the Ventura mm-hmm. slaughterhouse, but it was Weller. And I just think that is, you know, people are not going to believe me when I'm saying this. It's just kind of like people <laughs> are not going to believe the three of us that we did not get together before the show and say, everybody bring a Ironman Solomon. Yeah. Um, but I think, it, I think you have a great idea to do the, your, your November writings with the Weller and CFWCR. I think it's a perfect fit. Uh, I love to read it when you're done. Uh, so make sure I get yeah. to see it. And I, I will. And I'll, pro- I'll probably uh, have a different one because, you know, uh, I'm going to let uh, Graybeard dissect the Weller or whatever the other one he has. But um, I immensely enjoyed this and appreciate it so much. Um, there was one one thing that, um, and I'm trying to remember exactly how to phrase it, that you did bring up whenever we first met you. And you were talking about like when y'all first came out and with the books. And, um, and, I, and I noticed that like, you know, a lot of charities have had issues with their books, but I wanted to commend Cigars for Warriors Y'all have done an outstanding job with running in the foundation. It's just been absolutely beautiful. And you, y'all have always been transparent about it anytime y'all talked about it. So I kind of just wanted to say, if you just kind of a little bit highlight that, because I feel like y'all need to be given credit for that because it, it's amazing. It is just, well, I mean, Greybeard and I talked about it afterwards. We were just amazed. There's a couple of phenomenal uh, watchdog groups that are all about watching yeah. charities. Um, and my mind just went blank on the bigger one. <laughs> but the other one is also part of is Candid and then greatnonprofits.com, which is like a Yelp um, with the Candid and their partner. Man, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure anybody- Because I put you on the our, spot. <laughs> yeah, anybody looked up for charity that, and it, it's the one I've had to put the most work into. That's what's bad. Um, they gave us, you know, to get on there in a good way, it's very hard. But they're the ones actually broke about how bad cigars were. I mean, the Wonder Warriors mismanaged their money and the Red Crosses mismanaged their money and uh, mm-hmm. United Way, you know, three of the companies, you know, three of the charities I used to donate to, you know, uh, and then finding out how horribly ran they are, you know, when half a penny 2016 of every dollar went to the troops and then 86 cents goes to the, just to the salaries. And the other third and half, half cents was to, uh, you know, marketing, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. it's things that scare you. So we've been very, try to be very transparent on, like I said, the great nonprofits were rated not in the top 10% of the United States. Um, we've also with the candid and other company, we rated a platinum. You got to go from being on air in a good way to bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Each step you go, it's significantly more transparency. And it starts out with right off the bat is they want your, you know, 990 form from the IRS. That way you see all the numbers. And then after that, it's, you know, all sorts of, stuff. they want to know your metrics. They want to know how, even how your, your social Interaction is meaning uh, you know how many people you have as African Americans or you know even call themselves black, mm-hmm. Hispanic, Latinos, uh, trans, transsexuals to uh, 
LBGQ community. They want to know all that. The crazy as enough it is. Wow. And uh, we actually have, we feel in every category. I mean, I think the last thing they want to know is my underwear size and <laughs> getting platinum off that. And I do not know the percentage of people made platinum. What I can tell you is that people made gold. We got an email that said only 0.05% of the people who are the 3.27 million nonprofits make it to gold. Wow. So and then 0. 0.05 and we made the platinum. So we're very, very, very proud of that because mm-hmm. we may be the most non-politically correct charity on the planet, uh-huh. but we're the most transparent. Um, you know, I don't give my minutes by any means of the, of the board meeting because I don't give a damn. You're, <laughs> that would make me a dumbass CEO to do that. But we do <laughs> we want people to know how we spend the money because I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Do I want to have salaries someday? Yes, my ultimate dream is to have three administrative assistants. With three administrative mm-hmm. assistants, I could quadruple our reach. Uh, I'm not looking ever, you know, on a personal level. I would love to be able, on top of that, pay for, you know, our marketing director does a lot of crazy hours. Robert uh, Allen does a crazy amount of hours. Peter Taro. I would love to give them a normal mm-hmm. salary, but we're years and years away from that. <coughs> But I try to be transparent about that as well. It's not something I'm mm-hmm. against. But it is, I, want, I still always want us to be a majority volunteer turn. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate y'all saying that. It is something we very yeah. much are very proud of. Most people don't expect it when they see us there at platinum level. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the communities you work with, a lot of city managers I've worked with, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is they go to that that organization look us up mm-hmm. and then we can start conversations yeah. uh, we are in at least i think we're at seven now uh chambers of commerce we only pay for one uh and i'm very proud of that because chamber of commerce yeah. never never donates memberships even to charities uh yeah. so been very privileged about that and again realizing we are also the most non-politically correct charity because <laughs> big corporations First thing they hear things tobacco, they just they run. Uh, right. You know, so we we I for years I tried to seduce Trey Boring to the board and finally got him to agree to get on board with this. Uh, he runs a multi million dollar company, so he is our senior vice chair of business development. And I told him, he said, "What is my goal? I get our name outside of the community, getting us donations from corporations." There and go. so one of the things I told us that when you're talking is yeah we may be cigars worse but there's no reason you can't say we're up cfw we send coffee we send cutters mm-hmm. we send swag and then we send cigars and we said baby that's an afterthought so the only thing they heard mm-hmm. is the first couple of things now it's a little bit misdirection but then a day you know donations <laughs> that is the donation yeah. game i'm right. not very good at donations exactly. y'all seen i typically run my mouth too much uh <laughs> Trey is very articulate. He's very good mm-hmm. about not running his mouth too much. I, and he knows how to talk to the big, big business bigwigs. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I answered your question, but we're very proud of that. Again, like you said, I appreciate y'all recognizing it. It's yeah. not something I always brag about, but it is when I have the opportunity, I will brag about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a charity wide. It has to be a charity wide. And people right. are very... People are a lot smarter about charities these days 
than yes. they used to be. Yes. People know how to ask, what is your administration cost? Ours is zero. Mm -hmm. The strict definition of admin cost is salaries. We have zero salaries. But we do give some travel expenses, goes to a travel <laughs> committee, then it has to go to the finance committee, and then I have to sign off on it. So there's, you know, it's not exactly easy. Um, and right. we do it that way because we don't want people taking vacations on while they're going to work. We still don't want to pay for vacations. And the reality right. of life, should they get 100% of expenses taken care of? Absolutely. Uh, but the re reality for us is never going to be able to, mm -hmm. never happen. Um, again, we're very proud of that. Right. But, there is, but I do want people to recognize it isn't something where we would not turn out turn our heads to, we, we still love to have, you know, some mm -hmm. admin assistants that could do, you know, you do this or you're fired, not pretty please, can you get this done? I know yeah. it's going to take you 15 minutes, but the next six months, you know, right. I want to be able to say I want 40 hours mm -hmm. of hard work. Yeah. Right. But anyway, that's that's but, the goals. I think that's one of the goals you're asking mm -hmm. about earlier. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just remember walking away and like Graybeard and I were talking about that. And I'm like, that is extremely impressive that y'all have done that. And, you know, and that even kind of like what you're saying is you check for things like that and you want to support, um, you know, organizations that, that are going to do that. And um, our goal is to help as by this is to help y'all grow and get more donations and get more support. So um, thank you so much for um, telling us all about how we can help with Cigars for Warriors. And um, I learned something interesting for next time for donations for Cigar for Warriors. It's more of the flavored cigars. Never would have thought about that. I never would have thought that too. And, and I want to well, this out by saying, by saying Storm, you, you have a commitment from Leaf and Grain Society, mm -hmm. that we will be, that we will partner with you, that we will support you, and that we will do whatever it is that we can within our controls to be able to be somebody, a, a, another organization that is there for you and everything that Operation Cigars for Warriors is doing, because we 100% stand behind it and believe in it. Yes. Well, it means a lot that y'all say that. It means a lot to you know any company that tells that, but especially our podcast and other media affiliations, because you all have your own market, your own your own community that supports you. And typically, they're very individualized, and it's every time we get a commitment like that, it means that we're getting more recognition, we're getting more support, mm -hmm. and I'm very happy with a even a one percent up take on our support that means tremendous value for us uh guys like you uh, i can see a, a significantly greater uptick on our support whether it's volunteers whether it's just simply going to mm -hmm. great nonprofits.com and putting a simple review about how much you love cfw it as simple mm -hmm. as that actually goes a long way and people will be amazed how much just putting a little five star this is a great organization i love this yeah how much that affects our grants oh it does other other communities so i mean you're thinking i, I don't have time to do anything for cfw i love the organization that's a great way to do it any kind of uh, charity-based website whether it's reviews or non uh, great nonprofits, go and put a positive statement 
uh, go to Facebook and just say, I love Cigars for Warriors. And just drop it at that. It, it does have mileage and it does, for us, it means a lot. So, and if you could please state your uh, website, because we talked about Cigar for Warriors, but. We are cigarforwarriors.org. But if you get org, we're also working com and .net and .us, et cetera. They all work. Uh, but .org is what we have on all our uh, pamphlets and brochures and all that. Um, go in there. It's a new website. Still got some bugs and kinks to knock out. Uh, but we're very excited about it. we very excited about the next two phases of it. Um, it's something we've never been able to do. It's still all paid for. Uh, when you think about what they've already done, it's a forty, fifty thousand dollar website. Uh, just knowing the back steps they've already been going, the all the coding efforts that are built in already in place for phase two and three. Uh, but yeah, I greatly appreciate all y'all support. It means a tremendous amount to me, especially since y'all are Texans. You know, I'm a I'm a Texan first always, uh, so and I have no problem saying that. Uh, if you think your state's better than us, then prove it. Out donate Texas right now. I will. I will happily say you out donated us. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say if you if you think your state is better than us, you're wrong. Prove it. <laughs> prove yeah, it. it's like uh, it was Step like up. Davy Davy Crockett said, "You can go to hell, and I'm going to Texas." <laughs> right. Well, Storm, I, thank you so much for for this time. I've thoroughly appreciated. Um, we love you guys. We love everything that you're doing. It's what we've talked about. Learned so much more than I, I mean, I thought I knew what Cigars for Warriors was doing. And, and wow, you just, you just blew me away. Everybody that's watching and listening, you know, make sure that you go out to cigarforwarriors.org. Uh, check them out. Check out their Facebook page, their YouTube, yeah. their LinkedIn. Their um, their TikTok, TikTok <laughs> Instagram, uh, they're every everywhere. Go out there and and see what they're doing, and let's let's support them and give them all the support that they need and that they deserve. Because mm -hmm. the, the only well, way we got is is through is through our support. One thing I would say is our Instagram. We got taken hostage and they wanted money for it and I refused. So we have a whole new Instagram account. We're having to start back the whole way from zero. So while it doesn't mean a whole lot to me because I'm not a, I don't care about numbers. And that way the businesses that support us do care about those numbers. So hit, click, follow. It means a lot for us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you're a YouTuber, go to our channel. It, again, you know, it's the same thing you hear from every social media company. Hit follow, and it means a lot to those companies that want to donate to us. They want to see the influence we have. Uh, and if you're like me, you have an account everywhere, but you don't know what you're doing, just hit follow. You never go wrong. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> and make sure also that you uh, also help support by picking up their Cigar for Warriors, uh, Harem and Solomon. That's all three of us smoked this evening. Go to the never.com. Uh, pick up uh, a couple of the numbers for the cigar warriors out there, uh, beautiful craftsmanship. And those are some ways, but as again, go click follow and even just write a message, five stars, do something to help them out. So, um, cause they're doing great work. 
and and your local shop because we all all of us here oh. buy cigars from our local shop go and talk to your local shop are they a cigars for warrior shop no we'll talk to them about them tell them that tell them that you will buy more cigars from them if they will support cigars for warriors tell me you're tired of driving out of town to support the cfw and buying cigars from another shop and i trust yeah. you they'll they don't get their peak up oh and thank you uh yogi for fixing that it's yes. uh cigars for words we're cigars it's plural yeah. so thank you cigars, so much cigars plural yes well, yes it's it's cigars plural for f-o-r and it's warriors plural as well well storm appreciate you very much brother love you brother Look forward to seeing you at, at the next event that, that we're able to get together on. Good luck with you guys out at uh, the Boutique Cigar Festival. And I uh, hope you have a great evening, brother. Appreciate you guys. It's been a pleasure being here and a true honor. I've always loved our show. Uh, can't wait to see y'all face-to-face again and get a couple of good uh, hugs and uh, shake hands with y'all. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Yes, thank you. And you have a great evening. Thanks, guys. Okay. And then, uh, and for us, thank you for joining us, Graybeard. Did you want to add anything? Uh, just what? What do we got coming next week? I, uh, I'm working on something. I haven't gotten confirmation, so hopefully, I'll get the confirmation soon and get that to you. Um, that's. It seems like now that school's starting back up, confirmations have kind of like. It was PTA, and then we were getting a little bit in, and then now other things have picked up. I think the fall uh, is kind of coming up, so I'm going to have to go harass people, you know. <laughs> and, well, I shouldn't say harass. Go uh, com- make confirmations and kind of double-check for that. Um, so um, I will get that. We will also have uh, graphics telling. So, um that is that's where I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to give a little bit more details than that. Not any mm-hmm. names, but I know that we're talking to some wineries. I know that we're talking to mm-hmm. distilleries um, to to both some some name brand, you know, big brand distilleries and some mm-hmm. distilleries of uh, bringing them onto the show. We're talking to a couple of different um, other cigar manufacturers. Uh, bringing yeah. them on and we're going to be doing some more uh, pairing challenges throughout so we've got a lot of great mm-hmm. things coming up uh, this particular broadcast itself is going to be uh, posted onto our YouTube channel plus we'll also post it on our website and and our Facebook group page and and the Facebook group as well so Please, uh, if you're coming in later, make sure, you know, watch it all. Support everything that Operation Cigars for Warriors are doing. But uh, I'd say let's call it a night. And as we say, explore the pairings. There's something for everyone. Have a great night, y'all. Have a great night, everybody. Okay, bye.